and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 24th of August, 2014. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. And Zachary Burns. Joining us, joining us today, a bee. <laughs> <laughs> was that a bee sound or more of a kind of <laughs> no. other kind of I, I was just I was just resonating still from the, uh, from the intro. But some, you had some kind of sympathetic resonance that gain, caused it to gain amplitude after it had faded. Oh, it could have been just like a tuning fork. I just moved it closer to the mic. <laughs> inside, <laughs> inside, I'm constantly resonating. It just depends how close I am to the to a to a source of checkpoints. <laughs> to a source of checkpoints. <laughs> wow, yeah, <you hit> checkpoint. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> now, when this podcast dies, we can <laughs> we can stop that point. <laughs> we good. Well, maybe it's just a bee that's carrying a tuning fork closer to the light. Again, <laughs> would a bee? Oh, that bee could a bee be in real trouble though if they're holding a tuning fork that's resonant with their wing or like something, and then they're flying, carrying this thing, and then the tuning fork starts vibrating. It'll really off-put their flight. <laughs> Do you think? Whoa. Oh, it's like all right. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to slow down. I can't have my normal speed, guys. So the... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you had the correct, because the tuning fork would would give you a a concert pitch A, right? Does it give you an A, like fourteen forty hertz? I think you can get like forks of whatever you want, can't you? Oh, can you? Well, maybe it, the B just needs to find the fork that is the right frequency for optimum flight, and then it can tune its own wing speed. <laughs> I get to <laughs> the fork, <laughs> literally <laughs> tuned itself to the using the tuning fork. I mean, that's what they're for, right? well that may be a secondary application yeah um, maybe that's if you're right about them always being in concert a or something then a b is in trouble that's true (laughs) speaking of forks segway you see my uh, noodle fork you already made the you already made the tuning fork joke last time, so that, that that's a good segue. I think, I think yeah, did, you did, yeah. Zach. Okay. You got you you said it. You said a fork tuner first, and then oh right, yeah. And then you thought to say tuning fork. <laughs> so oh I have... fork tuner. <laughs> okay, and then Rob can make a different <laughs> dumb joke. So yeah, it's video content is that right? Apparently, yeah. Is this on the me. site yet? We need to put it up. No, no, it's on YouTube, but I haven't posted the link on the salad yet. Um, yeah, it's me attempting to eat a pot noodle with the pot noodle spinning fork. It's not very successful. No, also the video. Well, yeah, the video video itself isn't very successful because for some That's reason okay. the audio recorded kind of badly. But you can you can see the effect of. The spinning fork quite well, yeah. and it's not good. No. <laughs> I haven't actually tried using it as a regular fork, and <laughs> maybe it's okay. I'm sure it works as a fork. It's a fork. <laughs> I know, but it's slightly different. It's got. The, I don't know if you saw. It, it's got those like wavy prongs, doesn't it? Well, well, like, yeah, right, do the one. wavy prongs get in the way of like regular noodle eating? <laughs> I doubt it. It looks a bit awkward just because it's got such a fat handle. It would be quite hard to use. It yeah, I feel like like what the the sort of cutlery that they always give to kids, right? And they're like thinking that kids, oh yeah, kids will find this easier because it's got a big handle they can put their podgy fingers around. Right. And it's like no, no, it just makes it harder. It always has made it harder. I don't understand. 
You definitely, I mean, the, my favorite moment was when you were trying to counter the spin by spinning it with your hand <laughs> in order to get it into your mouth. I don't understand why the button on it. to try various techniques. <laughs> yeah, it's like the whole point of the spinning fork is you don't have to spin the handle yourself because it does it for you. And then you end up having to do it in opposite direction. Because you can't leave it spinning whilst eating. No, I mean, that seems I mean, like a bad just idea. Stop it easily enough but you know you just see like the first couple of times i couldn't help but move my head in an attempt to keep up with it yeah i saw you slowly rotating your head <laughs> you try to eat the, eat the noodles off the fork as it's there's a couple of spinning. horrible moments where i didn't react to them but just like listening to it it sounds so much worse where you can hear the fork bounce off my teeth <laughs> and this is like oh no That's yeah someone like biting your cutlery <laughs> I don't understand why. Is the button like a latch? Obviously, it latches. It's an on-off switch, right? Well, it's but, like a little red press-on, press-off thing. Yeah. Oh, you click on and click off. Because yeah. it would make more sense to me if it was a momentary switch that you just held down to spin and yeah. released to stop. That would yeah, make it a lot right. easier. Yeah. Maybe you are correct. But then you spin. couldn't use it as a ridiculous uh, mantelpiece thing fork <laughs> monument thing well maybe maybe if you're holding it like you should press it and that should trigger one full rotation of spin or something so <laughs> one rotation but how do you know how much rotation yeah yeah how many you don't then you press it again for a second rotation <laughs> okay or you, or you or you hold it for your length of rotation but when you release it like centers itself that would be far too advanced it, or it just keeps spinning until it returns to the starting point. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> ah, so you hold it so the starting point is... is so I wouldn't have it like... So it's, well, maybe... You, ideally, maybe you want it so it's like gyroscopically stable. So if you are doing what I would do, spinning the fork like stupidly with your hand, it just like levels itself as you're approaching your mouth. Gyroscopic. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you want to do the backhand fork where you do it on the back, then you're fucked. Well, yeah, then, but then you turn off the gyroscope. <laughs> but then you can have a How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. You have to disable the gyroscope mechanism, obviously, for those situations. I think, yes, I think this fork needs a redesign. Yeah, what about the noodle tea? How's that coming up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good question, Zach. Not a good question. <laughs> okay but the noodle tea idea is solid yeah <laughs> but i thought we decided an l would be better like shape wise than a t did we oh, oh i suppose let's maybe. try not is to it... remember this yeah. whole conversation again okay fair <laughs> go back in time and listen to the sidecars cool well and check out that video about the noodle tea so it's a transition to more random yeah. yes because there wasn't any segue opportunities that time. <laughs> yeah. We had a segue into the old random, but now you're transitioning into new random. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I couldn't, couldn't spot any opportunities. Oh, oh, there's a segue there. Oh, you no. New random. And we're about to try some new code. Oh, okay. That's Rob's segue. Okay. Rob's jacked my segue. But your lack of segue well, yeah. I've made into something. Saved. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Coke... I've released a new Coke, but it's not new Coke. It's just a new Coke. But it's a bit... I haven't yet sipped it. It's in a glass in front of me. What do you mean? I'm, I'm totally lost. They made <laughs> a new Coke they, in they the 80s, right? And it was a disaster, right? And then they had yeah. to bring back old Coke. 
like it's not old, old, old cloaked Coke. It's not a new Coke, as in they haven't replaced old Coke. No, it's a new brand of Coke. If you see what I mean, it's like it's a new flavor of Coke. Yeah, which kinda. is called. It's what? not even a flavor. It's like so they have Coke. Well, you don't know Coke. that yet. You haven't tasted it. They have Coke and they have Coke Zero. And presumably, this is another attempt at fitting into that tastes like Coke but isn't as bad as Coke for you category, and it's called Coca Cola Life. Ooh. So, from what I can gather, it's like half Coke. It's like, so if Coke Zero is like no calories and like no sugar and stuff like that, and normal Coke is like Coke One. This is Coke Point Five. This is Coke Point Five because it's like half calorie, but apparently they call it life because they've used all natural sweeteners. To apart from like sugar. the sweeteners, well, the sweet, yeah, I don't know. It says all natural sweeteners, so maybe the sweetener well, says, can be naturally says obtained. Natural flavors, yeah. Ah, oh, natural flavors. So, okay, and it's in a horribly, so it's a horribly eco green bottle. It also seems to the bubbles seem to persist, which is worrying. Yeah, it's very frothy. Oh, I hate that. Uh, especially Pepsi Max has the frothy yeah. bubbles. I hate that. It's horrible. Yeah. Should be I don't know. Coke to me is smooth. Okay, <laughs> <Hey>. drink it. <laughs> it's a live drinking. You know, not very good. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> how's it, man? Okay, so it's not. It's not the best. It's like weak Coke. It's like Coke plus water. <laughs> well, maybe that's what it is. Just water down. It's 50%. <laughs> yeah, it's 50%. <laughs> it's literally 0.5 Coke. They put more water in. It tastes much like Coke. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a bit weird, isn't it? It doesn't even taste like McDonald's Coke, or it's closer to McDonald's <laughs> Coke, I suspect. What, what you mean? You mean just general, Coke. like, yeah. general pump Coke? Yeah, syrup Coke. Yeah. <laughs> tastes a bit closer to that. It's a bit, it's a bit weird. It depends how what because they what the strength they set on those syrup machines though, doesn't it? Sometimes you get it weaker, I'm sure. Yeah, I think I find that flavor slightly less offensive than Coke Zero in general. Coke Zero is you can tell it's hella. I think like, I just piles the sweeteners away. Yeah, very, but I think I prefer. <laughs> I think I prefer the filth. <laughs> yeah, but it's the wrong kind of filth. It's like bad tasting filth. Yeah, <laughs> rather than bad for you filth. This is like organic soiled paper. I don't know. <laughs> It's just like, for some reason, the image I've got in my head when I say soiled paper is like they've taken Coke, they've poured it on a newspaper, and then they've wringed out the newspaper into my glass. Okay. Right, okay. You're totally sending me on this. Yeah, I don't know. Or did they pour it on, like, Life magazine, maybe, and then wring it out? I don't know. I don't think it would soak into a magazine. No, pretty shiny. Well, I suppose you, they'd soak a little, don't they? Just yeah, a little, yeah. but not that much. They go all wrinkly, don't they? Depends. Like if they soak too much, does the waxy coating of a magazine come off with you? Maybe. Well, unless just coat just dissolves that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In which case, maybe I'm tasting the wax. It's not very waxy. No. Man, it's I just sort of don't just read sort of magazines at all. Of coke. It's just mm, yeah. not. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sold. Well, it was cheap, you were sold. So, you know, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> was sold. Kind. You were sold. Uh, yeah, it's because it was cheap. It's like introductory price of super cheap. Okay. So it's like I'll have some of that. See what it's like. So what's the branding like? It's like well, we're all going to know because well, it's only on buses everywhere. But yeah. it's all green, so it's, right? It's, yeah, it's the red Coca-Cola bottle, like with the same, <laughs> but, <green>. except, <laughs> except like eco green, but the kind of green that they would have like a a bin made out of. You know, it's not right. white green. 
the sort of the sort of green that some people might wear on ponchos on an archaeological dig and sort of <laughs> that kind of green. <laughs> yeah. Ponchos are well, yeah. I don't know. They're kind of sandy colour. Okay. Well, I'm just looking at things on my desk to sort of act as a reference point. <laughs> it's like your poncho that you keep on your desk. <laughs> yeah. It's like a less saturated version of Specsavers Green. <laughs> That's incredibly unhelpful. <laughs> what is is it a similar green to the, the, the RGB green, like the base green on a screen? No. No, that's too green. Oh, too green. Okay. That's too green. You've you got to think a little more washed out, a little it, more... It's like, like a, it's like a washed out version of the Hamzan green. <laughs> I'm trying to no. think, like, if you had, like, a green top that you might be... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the sort of green that the you tent. might cover a tent, tent in. Tent yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. More kind of... Mm. Olive, like military green, maybe. I don't know about like, military. It's a bit pale for military. Yeah, it's a bit too, bit okay. too light for that. But anyway, it's not, it's not hardcore enough. Yeah, kind of close, kind of close. <laughs> so here's my new segue. All right, if you, which is a really bad one. Okay, is it is it loose? <laughs> Speaking of words coming out of Rob's mouth, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> that because that's what he was segue. just doing. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite weak. Yeah, can really think of anything. Speaking of words coming out of Rob's mouth, this isn't actually related to anything Rob said, but it's <laughs> <laughs> Rob's going to spit new coke all over the place. It's not new coke. Speaking of coke, coke, coke how, is this, how is this a segue <laughs> in any sense of the word? Because it's about. It's about what we would probably call Robisms. All right, right. As in dumb things that Rob says, and then which have turned out to be totally wrong. What have I said? Well, that's why I say it's not to do with you. It's to do with someone else that I, I saw on the internet that I thought was funny. Okay, and was, right. and was pretty much a, the very definition of a Robism if it had been said by Rob. <laughs> no, surely the definition <laughs> of a Robism is that it has been said by Rob. Yeah, but it's the kind of thing that we'd call a Robism if you'd said it. Well, you could, well, well, maybe you should just say the phrase to me, and if I think there's something wrong with it, then it's not well, Or if you think that it's right, then we'll know. Yeah, if, if I think that it's right, then it's a Robism. <laughs> you, you won't think this one's right, because I think this is too dumb even for your dumbness. Okay, okay. <laughs> Cheers, by the way. Yeah. So, flattering. <laughs> So the phrase that I saw someone use was, they, I don't know what they talk about, but this is just like a random comment, where they said, it's a doggy dog world. <laughs> hey, no, that's um, that's um, an egg corn. That's an egg corn from the Adam and Joe show. That one, yeah, but- doggy dog world. There's a whole list of them where I misheard, what was it? Pot would call the kettle back. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's a, that's just a Robism to us, basically. Doggy dog. Well, yes, yeah, it's pretty. Cl- yeah, it's the sort of thing that you could see me getting wrong, like you know, intensive purposes. Yeah, exactly. Shit. But then yeah. that one is just like that one. I was trying to think of like, what the fuck does he think that phrase means? It's like, what well, does he just think it means? Like it's like Snoop Dogg or something. Doggy dog. For shizzle. <laughs> I think one time they had two people write in with the same misheard, that they both misheard the same phrase in different ways. Uh, and it was uh, their mum saying their room looked like a bomber's hit it, right? So th- they thought there was a phrase called a bombsy tit. <laughs> 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 Your room looks like a bombsy tit. It's not really that close, is it? But it's... Bo- and the other one was a bomber's hit it. Well, I, as one Bomber word, zitted. a bomber zit it, but it's a bomb well, has bomb has accent. hit it, isn't it? Mm, that's what yeah. it is. But bombsy tit, that was it. That was <laughs> it's like a bombsy tit. 
It's like a, a bomb hit it. Hit it is how someone would have said it then. Yeah, that, 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 that's a the phrase. Hit it. Yeah, oh, like a, hit it. looks like a yeah. bombsy tit. Might exactly. be. Is it hmm, some sort of northern accent? Yeah, might be, probably. Might be easier to. Yeah, maybe. True. Anyway, that was a good one. But yeah, yeah. doggy dog world it definitely is. <laughs> There's no denying that. It's doggy dog world. Why would dogs eat dogs? Because where does like, that phrase come from? Well, it's to do with like you know where when times are so tough that you have to eat your own kind. I guess. Do dogs do that? Do wolves do that? Probably or? all animals do that at some point. I don't know if they do all of them, but I'm sure. You think if, if if an animal was gonna in desperate times, <laughs> no, they wouldn't eat dogs. All themselves. <laughs> it's going to resort to cannibalism. I think wolves might be one of the first ones. <laughs> or hyenas or something. Mm. There's probably nothing to do with where that phrase actually comes from. It's yeah, it probably has no basis in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, done. <laughs> Predates street dogs, right? <laughs> I'm sure street every dog, like street dog. I'm sure every phrase <laughs> predates street dogs. <laughs> Not every phrase. <laughs> most, I can't. Well, I say most. Most <laughs> phrases ever come from the streets, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, by definition, that's true. Probably. Apart from when streets didn't exist <laughs> in the distant past. How many of those phrases do we keep, though? <laughs> Yeah, I think like Roman times is probably about as far back as st- as like dumb phrases keep, do they? My dumb phrase still... comes from Great Watling Street, yo. <laughs> <laughs> people still use like well, oh, well, they, there's a few acronyms, aren't they? Like the Latin that like quid pro quo. And... Well, there's tons of that legal stuff like that, isn't there? That, yeah, that yeah that into... may not have necessarily come from Roman times. Vis a vis, that might have been people who were still using Latin a lot later. Is vis-a-vis even Latin? Or is that French or something? There's a massive list of Latin phrases in English in the English language and on Wikipedia. Quid pro quo? Yeah, what about it? Yes, that's what that's I already what... said. Yes, yes so that's, that's one. Of... <laughs> <laughs> that's, there we go. That's that's Rob doing it. Forgetting what he said pretty much two seconds ago. I said it in a different voice in my head. And then heard it. That must be a different thing. Okay. I lost my words in love. Yeah, you sure did. Yeah, I heard it differently in my head and then assumed it was a different thing to what I had already said. I'm still trying to think of this one that, like, is... I, I, I can't remember if it's sciency or legally, but they sort of shorten to like three letters or something. It's like blah blah blah. Or QED. Actually, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's what I was trying to think of. QED. Well, what about etc.? Well, yeah. I guess that's that's just straight up that, isn't it? And what's the one CF that you use in um in for to refer to something? Do you know that one? One CF. No, well, you see, you know, instead of EG, yeah. e, well, what's EG? <laughs> what's CF? What does EG stand for? Something in. Exactly, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gra- great gratia. Yeah, and presumably IE is the same thing. Well, yeah. And else. NB is nota bene, but that's like Italian, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's something Italian. Like, yeah. 
I, yeah, they're not it, phrases, it, really. You don't really go. say NB, like, or you don't really say no. out of NA. You write those. <laughs> you don't really say any of these. You say you might say EG. You might if you I, wanted to sound or, dumb. If you're if you're talking talking shop, then maybe. <laughs> yeah, if you want to sound dumb. <laughs> That's what I said. I don't know. Could make you sound very clever. You probably say etc. No, it makes you sound like a smart <laughs> different. <laughs> Smug, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ad hoc. Use that in for wireless oh, networks, yeah. don't you? Yeah, there's all, there's absolutely bazillions of them. Mm. Um, but yeah, some That's are true. much more common than others. I don't know. What I wish I could find the most common ones. You know, the ones that people say all the time, rather than because there's there's a lot like, like that people what are use. The ducks back. <laughs> That's not mad. <laughs> I'm just thinking old phrases. It's like, does, What's that? Does, does something like that predate streets? You know, is it medieval phrase? It's that one that people say, you know, seize the day and all that. Copy D is There you go. Yeah. They get head streets in like <laughs> well, what, times anyway. Would they be streets or would they be roads? <laughs> oh. I guess that depends on what the technical definition of a street is. Is it like with houses on either side, then it becomes a street rather than a road? <laughs> It might have just been roads, like because they, would they have named their well, they place name a road? <laughs> would people have had addresses in Roman times? In Roman times, probably. Then there was probably a period where they didn't again. Yeah. <laughs> There's a list here in alphabetical order, and underneath cogito ergo sum, which I'm sure you know, yep, is coitus interruptus. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, the only permitted form of birth control in some religions. There you go. All right. Anyway, Latin. <laughs> it's a language. So you which having, you like, have a, a GCSE in, do Well, yeah, I do have a GCSE in Latin. Yeah. What did you get? A? Did you get an A? Yeah, I think I did. Hardcore. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember any of it now, though. <laughs> like, no. I think I we've had this conversation on air before where I can, I know how to, like, say, like Kenneth Estin Horton. <laughs> yeah, the one Latin phrase that you know. Kaikilia Estin Horton, yeah. <laughs> oh no, Kaikilia Motem Pecunia MWO. And what about... Lots of money! <laughs> <laughs> what about Grubio and the, uh, the slave girl? Grubio. <laughs> Wherefore art thou Grubio? Is it Grubio? I think it might have been Grubio. Something along those lines. There was Quintus as well. He was the... The son of Caecilius. He is not Estorto, or whatever. <laughs> what did they do it's with those Norton. books? I mean, were they all set, like, before the, the volcano exploded? Or Yeah, I think so. So, did you have to study for years and years before you actually got to the disaster movie part of, <laughs> of the thing? <laughs> well, I, I doubt they were writing anything during the disaster movie part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think know. it's like... I think like they were real people, like Caecilius and Quintus, and right, yeah. Like it's, I think it's actually based on a on a family they knew was there. Yep. Are you gay? That's a word. That's like hooray. <laughs> I was thinking the other day that um, we used to have um, uh, Asterix books, you know, when we were young. And yeah. uh, one of them was Asterix the Legionary, I think. And he went and yeah. joined the Roman Legion, right? And yeah. um, uh, I didn't know any Latin, obviously. And occasionally they, it would, they, they would have like Hail Caesar, but it was written Ave Caesar. But yeah. um, my dad found it hilarious that I didn't know 
what Ave was. So I was saying Ave Caesar. <laughs> like Ave Caesar. <laughs> it's not as bad as what I thought. What did you think? I thought it was had some weird pronunciation and it was like Ive. <laughs> Ive Caesar. <laughs> of, Ive. Yeah, I think Ive sounds like a greeting. Like Ive. Ive. Oh, Ive, mate. Daily greet. <laughs> So obviously it's just it's not me it's not just me then every kid who had this book couldn't pronounce this yeah the Latin word half the people who were doing Latin in school obviously yeah but but if you're when you're doing Latin in school are you really still reading asterisks sure I guess I think people know Ave because if you're Catholic then you say Ave Maria a lot I guess (laughs) probably if you're in the choir indeed. That's something they just casually say, like, the wandering around the house. Oh, baby, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, no one knew what the Latin was when we were in the choir and the young in the prep school singing bloody in Excelsius Deo. It was just like oh, yeah. saying Kanchelskis, the footballer. Kanchelskis <laughs> 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 Deo. <laughs> uh, so blasphemous. Deo sex back in them. Yeah, there's, there's another, another one. one. That's weird because that's Latin, but the um, it comes from Greek, right? The um, the actual Greek theatre, the actual act of doing a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that was just the maybe the 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 trope was coined by the Romans or something. No, I think it was the yeah. Well, I don't know, but the Greeks were a little bit. Like the Greeks, general, yeah, the Greeks right? probably did it, but maybe the Romans noticed it and gave it. A yeah, name. probably, probably. But it was literal, wasn't it? They had a literally had a crane, and they would bring in a god character on the crane, like from heaven, yeah. to like solve the situation. Be like, everything's fixed, yo. <laughs> Push the reset button with the crane. They should do that more often. I mean. It's a bad dramatic device, but they should have cranes delivering people in yeah, in theatre more often. <laughs> that part of it they should have kept. That was cool. The lazy writing, not so much. They kept the lazy writing and they threw out the awesome crane part. <laughs> but it, would it, would the modern equivalent of a crane be like people coming in on wires? Yeah, oh. obviously. Yeah. So they do still do that quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. yeah fair enough. But maybe they should take plays that don't normally involve wires and just, you know, put people on wires. Well, that sounds like the kind of thing they do. Just they have like, let's do a like modern fancy version of this play where it's where for some reason it's on the moon. (laughs) Not actually, but that's just like for some reason everyone is doing wire stunts all the time just because we can. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like some kind of ridiculous. Yeah, some kind of like over artified (laughs) theatre. Yep. Like, take the full Monty, put it on wires. <laughs> Sounds like that's going to get very explicit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> trying to think what else would be good on wires now. <laughs> like, dancing on ice on wires. But <laughs> well, that would make it like. That would make. Well, that would mean you could do it as a stage show without ice, because then you could do jumps and stuff without having to actually have any speed, because <laughs> you just have the wires lift you up. <laughs> or you'd have to be pretending to skate whilst in the air. Yeah, exactly. That could be quite difficult, actually. 
I don't know. Especially if you're having to do a lift and there's like multiple people on wires and you're having to try to do it so the wires don't get all tangled. So speaking of high wire stuff in the sort of theatre sense, I went to see Back to the Future on Friday, uh, the crazy secret cinema thing. Um, Did I tell you about this thing? No. All right. So if you have, I forgot. <laughs> so it's it's just a showing of Back to the Future, but they went to extreme lengths. Like they rebuilt basically most of the entire town of Hill Valley <laughs> on a little huh. hill uh, near the Olympic Park, and it had like the the clock tower was where the 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 screen was. But then you had um uh all kinds of like that had the you came in and it had the suburbs, and you can go into Biff Tannen's house and the McFly residence and stuff and check all that out. And it had a whole working phone system, and everybody, all these actors dressed up in 50s stuff. And then it had shops, it had the diner, it had the whole town of Hill Valley and everything. And everyone wow. had to like dress up and stuff. And it was like that's quite extreme. It was pretty crazy. It had the ball, it had the, the schoolhouse, and it had the, the dance with the band playing and people doing swing dance and everything in there. And uh, lockers and you, uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, and it had a, a an actual yellow school bus that was driving people from the suburbs up to the school and uh, various cars. It had the Texaco garage thing with people singing the Texaco theme song and stuff <laughs> and like repairing cars and shit. Well, pretending to repair cars. It was well, pretty. You crazy. say this was all like built. Like, what was it? Was it yeah. like convincingly what? built? Or well, yeah. It, I mean, but how, I, what was it made of? Well, the shops on the stores that were lining the kind of square, they were actually shipping containers behind. But then mm-hmm. the, the fronting was, was all done to, to look, you know, like a real building or whatever. Oh, wow. They're only one-story things. Yeah, um, but even so. Yeah, it was really, they put a lot of effort into it. And, um, yeah, they had a radio station and everything broadcasting. Uh, huh. I think, I'm not sure. Is it like what, for one day only? Just to no, no. one and a half hour film? No, it's not for one day. I think it's going on all month, pretty much. Okay. But it was supposed that to be that like makes a, more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite a big deal. Um, I thought it was like some kind of when you said like secret theater. I was like, is this just going to be like one one showing somewhere? Well, it's supposed it's to be like yeah, sneaky secret. projection on the side of the Olympic buildings or something. Like someone just brought a truck, <laughs> yeah, and like broadcast out the back of it. Well, the, these people used to do more. They're called secret cinema, and it used to be more of a secret some of the stuff. But this one was just so big. But they didn't tell you where where it actually was. You had to go to a different station and walk. Like, um, but anyway, um, yeah, there's no way they can keep that secret because it's like a huge fair with a Ferris wheel yeah. and everything, like right outside the Westfield Stratford. Um, so someone would have pegged something. It's like yeah. this looks kind of big. Yeah. Anyway, so during the film, obviously, uh, they had. Um, actors like doing stuff at certain key points like the delorean comes out for any time travel sequences and moves around and they had a a a marty mcfly on a skateboard who was driving around the audience um uh, you know hanging onto the back of the truck and stuff what do you call that you know all that stuff and doing all the yeah and all, all the key scenes were kind of played out and of course um it had a wire coming down off the clock tower down to the down to the telegraph pole on the left or whatever and and at the crucial moment doc brown actually you know zip lined down it hmm. so that was pretty cool <laughs> that's, that's, that's quite quite bizarre yeah so that's quite distracting though if you're not already like well i think aware of the film yeah well i think most of the people there are probably fans of the film <laughs> having gone to such lengths to see a back to the big back to the future thing um but, What's uh, the likelihood of them rebooting a Back to the Future 
for the like like a modern version. Uh, I don't know. Like, I hope they don't. They really need to. Yeah. I mean, well, it's well. How old is it now? It's like thirty years old, isn't it? Um, nearly. Nearly. Yeah, nearly. But they made two sequels, didn't they? So. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It could be. <laughs> back to the Future goes back to 1985, which then goes back to 1955. <laughs> they, don't need, they don't need to make a make it a reboot because you can just make it another time travel film, <laughs> and just like it wouldn't have to be related to. It could just be exactly the same concept, only with different with a different character and, and a different title slapped on yeah, it. Yeah, maybe that's it's just like there's no there's not really very much like overarching it's like there's an inventor dude and he can make a time travel machine out of practically anything apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be it a car or a train or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bit yeah, I, I admit it's, it's, it's I guess the concepts of Back to the Future aren't really that you you know unique anymore no. like everyone's done a time travel thing i guess when they did it it was just like well no one's done a big budget time travel before like this it was like no one's done it as well as that though that first film no. did it really well i mean i like all three to be honest yeah it's like the third one i've probably seen more than any of them basically the only thing i don't know why i've seen that one so much i just always seem to catch it or it's like maybe it's the one tv like yeah so probably know. the one they have license for it's like really the only thing that was actually like the unique part of Back to the Future was 88 miles an hour. That was mm. that was basically the one conceit that made it like a, an action movie, basically. Yeah. Because otherwise, it would just be, if they just like if it was just like the TARDIS where you just walk in the door and then you just go. Well, the third film wouldn't have worked at all, would it? Because the whole plot is about building the train to make it work. Yeah. And it's. I was surprised watching it again that that I mean it's it's kind of a family film, right? Back yeah. to the Future. He's in school, right? But it doesn't stop him saying, "When this baby hits eighty-eight miles an hour, you're going to see some serious shit." <laughs> I the, did not realise that line was in the film. <laughs> that's the line. That's, that's the awesome. That I didn't realise he said serious shit. <laughs> anyway, it was pretty good. It's been, a while. it's been a long time since I've seen the first one. In fairness. It's, it, it's good. Well, you know, there's also the bit where like. The mysterious Libyan gunman comes and shoots him. Yeah, Libyans. <laughs> and they had that as well. They had a um a perfect like Volkswagen camper van with like Libyans shooting <laughs> shooting at them out of the camper van while they were driving around the square. It was pretty cool. Libyans. Libyans. <laughs> so do you reckon they're gonna come back and try and do some more fancy stuff for the third one? Like how are they gonna do the giant holographic shark? <laughs> Yeah, I, I they'll do some other film next, I would have thought. Um don't know what though. Blazing this Saddles. is the biggest one they've done so far, so I don't know what that no, well I don't know. It needs to be Poseidon really... Adventure. <laughs> just put everything underwater. <laughs> <laughs> just just get everyone gets in a boat. That would be really scary. Imagine if you would you know, you knew it was Secret Cinema and you know it was the Poseidon Adventure and you're all shepherded onto a boat at the start. <laughs> it's like, oh God, what's going to happen to this boat? Oh no. Or the Titanic, that would be pretty good as well. <laughs> Man, Titanic, they could sort of do that. That wouldn't be as good though. I don't know. You might need one of those eco-green ponchos though. I don't think that would help that much. Well, no, but if it, <laughs> when you fall into the sea, <laughs> <laughs> presumably their version of putting on the events of the Titanic or anything at sea, like a perfect storm or I don't know, other sea well, films. Perfect storm would make more sense for the before the 
It would just be Disaster throwing. Beans. There'd be lots of like buckets being thrown. I'd imagine. Or... It would be like that goddamn gross thing at that theme park at, at Fort Park. No, it's not. It's different now. But the, the <laughs> 4D, did they make it less gross? You mean the four D cinema? Yeah. Where it would, like squirt shit out of the back of the chairs. <laughs> and it was just it was, the whole room was just constantly damp, so it's not horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think it, I think it's still that cinema, but they've just put different content in it now. But so it still has the square video. Right? I think it might be Ice Age or something. Now, it's not water; that's snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole thing will be covered in talcum powder. Then. Oh, oh man, <laughs> that would be terrible. That would help dry up though. That's very true. Yeah, you get squared in the face of like water, and then they just stick stuff to you. And then they throw flour at you, and then you just end up with this like cake layer. <laughs> Just end up with like a paste of white paste all over the floor of this. Hi, welcome to Troll Theatres. Horrible. This is Robco Cinema, fucker. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I also saw Gardens and Galleys. Have you seen that? Oh, really? Cinema that fucked you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, that's that white paste. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh! I like how you agreed with that before you realised. Like, yeah, it's like, yes, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a moment of realisation. I don't know what came over me. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> but we're so funny. <laughs> News? Apparently. Let's move on. I can't segue out that one. But actually, if you did, I'd be worried. Probably be wrong. I was wondering if you'd seen the Marvel film that is out. Oh, what we got? (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy. Did we not talk about this last time? No. I don't think we did. It's it's fucking amazing. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it. That's what everyone says. Yeah, it is brilliant. Love it. I mean, you know, most Marvel films are generally pretty sweet, but, you know, this one is exceptionally sweet. This one's the best one I've seen for a while. I don't know it's, what... It's super like. dumb. And, the like, I came out of it good. feeling like the plot is just haphazard, but somehow it all works. Well, it's it's thin, but it's fine. It doesn't really yeah. matter to that. I mean, it just has a classic uh, MacGuffin device thing, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's it's what I mean. Like, the, weakest, the weakest element is the threat. Yeah, of that whole it, film, but like the bad guy and the the thing, is just yeah, they 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 are the the least characterized and the least fleshed out. But uh, yeah, that's the kind thing of itself doesn't really make much sense when he goes to talk to Benicio del Toro or whatever about what it is. Yeah, that bit doesn't really matter. It's like, uh, well, okay. it sort of does in the greater scheme of the Marvel universe, doesn't it? Yeah, those things yeah. are those things but, are a big deal in where they're taking the series. Is that right? I think so. Now that there's yeah. two of them in play. Oh, that's true. It's kind of like the... the what's the stupid uh, MacGuffin in uh, Assassin's Creed? The oh, apple the, of, uh, the apples. The apples, yeah. That's quite similar. Or, well, or the thing for Transformers, they'll just mash that together. <laughs> Bring the Transformers into the Marvel Universe. Oh, <laughs> the weird Energon the cube. cube, yeah. No, it's not Energon, because that's the thing that they run on. Yeah, what, the, what do they call it? Or something. Oh, the Allspark. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Although that's modern Transformers lore, we should say. That's not... The, the Allspark so wasn't a thing before, was it? 
It might have been, because it wasn't the whole thing where, like, Optimus Prime puts it in his chest or whatever when the other one dies. <laughs> I don't, I've never seen the Transformers movie. I've just inherited small amounts of knowledge and how to... I didn't know, well, I didn't know if it was I meant from, like, like, you know, if it was from Transformers pre-movie time. Yeah, I imagine it probably is. I still maintain the first Transformers film is a good film. The rest of them you can... You mean the first modern one? The first modern one, yeah. <laughs> not, not, the, not the anime film. No. But yeah, the first, or American anime yeah, film, whatever it was. Yeah, the, the first Michael Bay one is actually okay. I don't like, like it. Once you get over the start, anyway. Once you get out it's of bit, the yeah, car it's a bit, section. It's a bit slow, mo- slow to start, I'll admit. And then, then again, it kind of, it's like you either have it be too slow or too fast is basically the problem. That well, the thing is, I think it stroke, it stroke, struck quite a nice, um, nice balance. Like, you know, Michael Bain has a tendency of being way too many explosions all the time. It sort of paced it better and wasn't long. It's like, it's sort of just, <laughs> I, don't know I don't know, it sort of just sat right. Whereas, you know, from what everyone's been saying about the the new, the latest one, it's like he's sort of got some stuff better, but then pads it out with an extra two hours of robot fighting. <laughs> it's too long. That would be the segue for the for the dicks. Too long. It's too long. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Talking about other things. Reverse segues. <laughs> It was like backwards. Uh, they don't really work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, there's been so many posts online like floating around saying, don't go and watch the Ninja Turtles. Go watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Again. Well, I think that's just don't watch the Ninja Turtles. There's plenty enough of a comment. Uh, yeah, that's also Michael Bay. While well, we're on the Michael Bay pain train. It's... Oh man, it was so genius combining he... space action with 60s pop songs. <laughs> no, yeah. No other movie could do that. <laughs> so I went I went around to friends for, for dinner the other night and they just had the soundtrack for that play. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need just to get on. Hooked on if a you feeling. like Pina Colada. <laughs> genius. And a great <laughs> hero named Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Saying, uh, Genius. This is probably awesome. Bacon. Oh, I suppose Bacon has Bacon has been in the Marvel <laughs> universe, hasn't he? Well, he, the, yeah, he was in, in, he was in uh, first class. Yeah, first class, right? He was the bad. Technically, in first Fox class. rather than Marvel. Marvel. That's right. So he's, that means so he's maybe, not in the Marvel cin- cinematic universe. Is that right? Because that doesn't include Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't know. X-Men. They've never. I don't think they've landed on whether the. X Men fits in or not because they can't, I guess. I suppose they can't, yeah. So they've never really said otherwise. I wonder what will happen in the long run, whether they'll. Well, no, I suppose there's no way that they'll ever get the rights to that stuff back, probably. Unless, although it's owned by Disney, isn't it? So Disney might. I don't know. But it's I don't think they'll get the like, rights to everything back. Yeah. Because it's just too valuable. Because if Marvel keep making awesome superhero films, then the other guys can make even lackluster well, films. And, and Marvel like might have had a chance until First Class came out, which is a genuinely brilliant film. And then, well, this late, this last one wasn't so hot. I don't think it was all right, but it's not. Days of Future Past, right? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't nearly as good as First Class. Mm. And it's 
So, you know, before the they, the first class came out, then maybe they would have had a chance to buy the rights off Fox or something, but that moment has passed again. And Sony are still making money off Spider-Man, as terrible as I think those new films are. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen the second one of those. Is that... Well, it's, I find that less painful than the first one, but it's still right. not really a good film. It's, like, sort of badly structured, but it's sort of entertaining, if you see what I mean. You kind yeah. of are into it but I'm not sure the enjoyment is the right word to describe it. Man, who was the, was it, who's the baddie in the first one? That was lame. Was it the lizard thing? Uh, yes. Yeah, whatever the bloody hell that lizard King guy is Croc called. Or whatever. No, no, that's, that's Batman, <laughs> no. isn't it? Yeah. The lizard dude. Yeah, that's tame. It's a shame because I kind of, in, in, in principle, I quite like Andrew Garfield and, and I like and him. Stone. I I'm not, and sort of he, and he plays the role okay, I think, but it's just, uh, I don't think their characterization of Spider-Man this time around is, like, just not believable. Mm. I mean, it, it, that's dumb to say about, you know, fucking yeah. men's man-spiders. Men's man-spiders. Men's man-spiders. As opposed to ladies' man-spiders. <laughs> Can you get men's lady spiders? <laughs> Uh, yeah, films. Go see Guardians of the Galaxy. If, if you haven't heard that enough times already. Did you see the air after credits thing? I did. WTF are they going to do with that? <laughs> Who knows? Actually, what is the next Marvel film coming? Is, I don't oh, really know. I don't know. Is it what? Avengers 2 or something? Fil- yeah, that's coming, isn't it? And they're filming Ant-Man. Now. Oh, yes, I'd forgotten about that. Uh I don't know. They, it's all like all planned, think, isn't it? It's all in phases yeah. and all that shit. Um, Are they going through like a lull for a bit? Because there's nothing being really like teased or. Nah, well, be, there'll be something next year, won't there? Avengers: Age of <laughs> Ultron. So when's that? Uh, May next year. Yeah. So I guess we'll be seeing trailers for that start turning up soon. Yeah, I expect so. Oh, cinematic. Is it Star Wars next year as well? Yeah, next Christmas. Yeah, I think. Oop. <laughs> be Oop. I will say, like, Gnome apparently has never never seen any of the first three Star Wars films. What? The first three or the first three? Like, the, the, the proper three. Okay. <laughs> Four, five, and six, I guess. That, yeah. How is that even possible? Yeah. Well, and has she seen the other ones? I think she's seen. She may have seen some of four, five, oh, one, two, and three. I guess. Yeah. Oh no, that's a disaster. <laughs> yeah, so we should probably do that. Yep. Oh Marathon. man, I, 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 I'm, I don't I'm way up own own Star Wars. Of Star Wars. I've got them. I've got them on DVD. Although I heard they're yeah, going to release don't them on DVD, man. We gotta go. We gotta go more than DVD. Now. <laughs> you need Blu-ray. Well, well yeah. I heard they're going to release them. Won't be in that high quality anyway. Yeah, <laughs> they are though. They are though. <laughs> well, it depends though. You know, like you can do proper. But, like, but the film Blu-ray is copies are fucked though because yeah, because right? they've, they've got the new them. versions, have they? Yeah, they're the fucked versions. Oh. Or are they're they the, the double they're, fucked versions? They're the double, double fucked <laughs> ones where they screwed up. The, they added the no sound effect to the to the end when when Darth Vader throws the Emperor down the yeah. down the well. Wait, did they? <laughs> yeah, they fucked it up completely. Even but, more so in the Blu-ray. But even after the internet had torn that sound effect to shreds, they just added yeah. it back in for some reason. Yeah, they added it back more. It's like worse. No! It's just totally screwed. Anyway, but I heard rumours that they're going to release... That. That's so 
dumb. I know. They're going to release the original cuts of it on Blu-ray, as in pre-97 special edition as well. Oh, good. So yeah. actual original, original Star Wars, um, provided they can get it sorted out. So there's never been an HD release of the original originals? No. Huh. Surprising. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. George Lucas doesn't admit he's wrong. That's that's why that happened. Mm. That's why he's no longer involved. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, maybe it's worth waiting for those copies. Because my DVD (laughs) copies... Yeah, I mean, my DVD copies are, are like, special edition, I guess. I don't know if they've got anything else different about them. I think they might do. I think they might be a different version again. But at least they don't have... Was that when they first redid some of the space stuff because like they re-cg'd a lot of the fights didn't they well the only important things are hand shot first <laughs> uh the stupid fucking jam of the hut scene yep and the ghost at the end oh wait so hand, the hand shot first thing is clear on the original is it or <laughs> have you never actually seen that i ridiculous... can't remember it's been so long <laughs> okay because i just want to see and the never, end of like been that the that like fussy about it so it's like the end of jedi i haven't seen the end of the original end of jedi with the stupid song for ages you know where they start singing a little ewok dance or whatever yeah oh god that's the worst though but they totally replaced that with like shots of the empire falling and stuff right with the special edition that's probably better (laughs) no one likes ewok dancing (laughs) <laughs> but it was I haven't heard that little song even because they cut it out completely I think didn't they they replaced uh, it with new music by John Williams in the 97 version huh. um, with Jedi yeah, but uh, I just remember fucking hating that bit it's like this is such an anti-climax but the new stuff doesn't fit in because it's like it's so obviously CG where it's well, just like oh look here's Cloud City again and here's Carson <laughs> win the new yeah. graphics yeah it's true I guess that is the problem they have a consistency issue don't they with like how everything looks old and new. Yeah. It's like, the, that's why the, like, the new films, at least they're all consistently the same style. And then the, then you have this kind of excuse where it's like, and then the Empire came along and made everything look shit. <laughs> 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 made their generic stormtrooper clothes out of plastic. Have you seen those shots of the potential new stormtrooper helmet? For the new film that kind no. of vaguely leaked, they look really, really cool. Different. Yeah, they look pretty cool. Um, they look. They already had different stormtrooper helmets. They can't. I know, but these look they? more like the original ones, but cooler. Like, <laughs> like they <laughs> look. Well, like they they're much closer to the original stormtrooper helmets than the clone trooper helmets are. Well, yeah, obviously. But but more slick looking, I guess. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Anyway. Are they more aerodynamic? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got the phases here of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Phase one, two, and three. So phase two has... Is what Gun- we're in, right? Is what we're in, right? So Guardians of the Galaxy. And then the last film of phase two is Avengers 2, which is next May. And then phase three, the first film is Ant-Man. Hmm. So, okay, really is a wait until May until another one then? Because yeah. it feels like they were churning them out quite quickly for a while. Like, because we've had both um, uh, Winter Soldier and Guardians this year. Yeah. It looks like it's two a year, is it? Sort of? No, yeah, sort of. 
I mean, what did they have last? The year before was Thor 2 and... Iron Man 3. Oh, yeah. And then before that was the Avengers. They so screwed up Iron Man after the first one. I don't know. Like, the first one is great, but the second two just aren't so great. Yeah, I definitely... Actually, the second one is actually bad. I'll, I'll, I'll go as far as saying Iron Man 2 is a bad film. Well, they basically, Iron Man 3 is alright. They basically made the obvious mistake of like admitting that the Iron Man suit was just a thing that you could make. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he has so, so many resources, he can just make shit More tons of them. Of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that got ridiculous by the end of Iron Man 3. Yeah. Although they have said Tony Stark will return, but I don't think that like they have a contract with Downey Jr. anymore or something. So I'm sure they so do. He won't be outside the suit. It will just be a warm voice. Yeah, yeah he's, I think that's sort of like him. He's definitely going to be in the Avengers. I'm sure they have the contract with him because isn't his isn't that like the most valuable contract in Hollywood or something? Maybe I just remember them saying something that like they that or maybe Downey Jr. said something at some point saying I'm not really interested in doing this anymore or something. <laughs> right. Well, I think it'll be in the Avengers film, but I don't know yeah. on that. Yeah, it's like, don't, don't, don't fuck up the universe, Stark. <laughs> well, they well, can real Stark. They can solve that problem in, in any number of ways they want to, because that's the whole point of a comic universe, where you can just like, randomly remove characters for no apparent reason, and everyone's fine. <laughs> I, he fell into an alternate universe by accident. Whoops. <laughs> Yeah, he, he burned himself real bad and got facial reconstructive surgery, but it sort of went a bit wrong. Yep. And turned him into... He can't come outside the suit at all now. He's like Darth Vader. He turned him into Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Big baby man. <laughs> we should definitely do the Star Wars um, marathon, though. You want to marathon it? All three. No, not necessarily. But, right, Come on. Uh, Oh, six. No way. I'm not watching. She she wants to raise her up just to kick her in the not balls. No, you start from the shit. So you 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 constantly up. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can't do the first three before. Because, like, the first three spoil. The one, two, and three spoil four, five, and six. There's an official. There's an order that somebody worked out that you need to watch them in. Where you, you you watch four first, and then two and three and then five and six and you never watch one because it has no consequence to any plot whatsoever nope something like that so you watch two and three apart from Anakin meeting Padme that's probably the one thing yeah but you could get that that's like explained by like a couple of sentences in in two right yeah where it's just like I haven't seen you since we were children so there you go there you go done yeah (laughs) entire film negated (laughs) yeah um So you, you, that way you see... <laughs> That's the sound I always associate with, like, with, with episode one. It's, what is it? I think it's Team Toe's pod. Yep. It's just spinning out and it goes, oh, Now, hold on. Surely you have to watch four and five because, look, I am your father. Like, well, presumably Gnome knows that, but regardless... <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? You would hope. Regardless, um, it's still a spoiler if you watch any of the prequels because you know... Yeah. He's your father, or whatever. Uh, well, I don't know, do sort you? Of. Because they never say the name of the babies until right at the end of three. Yeah, that's true. So it's just like she's having some babies. <laughs> but you know, uh, no, you know that in the you first watch, one, uh, Obi Wan says your father is called Anakin, right? Anakin Skywalker, right? Uh, he, oh yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, uh, maybe. I think he says that when he talks to. And he gives him the lightsaber and talks oh, yeah, to him in his possibly. hut and stuff and explains what the shit's going on. 
vaguely anyway. <laughs> so long. Four, five, and six. We just do those. Yes. Sounds good to me. I've got them on uh, DVD, but if you want Blu-ray, you'll have to uh, contend uh, with the crapness. And a bit of me is now intrigued by the double fuck of this. <laughs> it's the ultra, <laughs> the ultra fucked films. Because <laughs> I can't believe he went back again. I went to a, like, a, like a podcast recording with Ho the other day, and they had free hats available for their podcast. And I, I was thinking of the free hat episode. <laughs> were they like on a construction site? Like, on <laughs> no. your hard hats? <laughs> no, they were woolly hats. It was just like, oh, yeah, free hats. It's really free like, gold in here. Oh, this is like that South Park episode where they, they want people to come along, so they say, have a free hat. And they want people oh. to come and support the, the please direct us, don't fuck up your films. <laughs> by changing them I would also free hat <laughs> and then it turns out everyone wants to free someone in prison called hat who's a murderer oh I remember that episode <laughs> free hat free hat yeah. Star Wars they should follow although if TF2 has taught us anything free hats well not free hats <laughs> not free <laughs> free game free, paid for hats free, free hats at, free hats at first <laughs> Well, you can still technically get free hats. It just takes a pretty long time. Yeah. Or you can get a random free hat if you're lucky. That's true. Can't or, you know, that's the promotional deals for other games, wouldn't they? Like, you buy another game, you get a free hat. Sort of, yeah. They don't do hats in those as often any longer. Fake attempt at a gaming segue. Hey, we're an hour into this podcast and we haven't talked about any news. <laughs> news! <laughs> news! What's going on in the world of news? Games can't happen, I guess. Well, that, that will be a huge pile of notes you made. They're going to be completely pointless because we're just going to have to skip, skip through it real quick. No, we don't. We can take as long as we want. That's that. the advantage of this like new, unrestrained form. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that always gets pissy if we go to an hour. This phone long. gets pissy first. It's already yeah. too long. I haven't got my phone going this time around. I forgot oh. to press the start button. So no, you'll no, have to... <laughs> marimba. no, you'll have to pay attention. Not gonna. No. Uh, right, so stuff. Oh, hold on. You just said it we're an hour into this podcast, so I can, I can just set it to one hour 15 and start it. There we go. <laughs> You'd be early by about two minutes, but you know. Okay, never mind. Be early. You know. <laughs> News! Um, Gamescom. Uh, a bunch of gameplay videos and stuff of of new games that are coming out this yeah. year. Yeah. Right? There, there was some stuff, but, you know, before Gamescom even happened, like, there was some, some other stuff as well. Like, I don't know, uh, Evolve... We missed this last time. This news came out before the last podcast we do, but Evolve, one of the t- hit games of this year, will be a hit game of next year. Well, like, a lot of games, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, all kinds of shit is getting delayed into next year as well. Yeah. The year of delays. So yeah, Evolve's not going to happen this year. I, they showed some of that at Gamescom. Like, I, I think they showed some of it during Microsoft's conference, and it's like, I'm not quite sure why they feel the need to make a s- sort of esports slant on this. It's like every time they've shown that game, they've sort of tried to push it. Yeah, man, this is a competitive sport-like game in this mysterious fantasy world of giant monsters and. That like, part isn't in Congress with Esports yeah, at all. Yeah, that's that's like, true, that's Dota. <laughs> that's like all of your games. Yeah. But I don't know, it's like, because the, the way they did it this year was like they actually had two like commentator guys just get up on stage and watch this match whilst going, oh, he's going up to level three. This is the most powerful this monster can be. And it's, it's not really that hard. 
I don't think you can make that in eSport because it's uneven teams. But maybe that makes it easier for you to like, for them to, like, like follow the monster or something so that you've got like a something to focus on. I guess. Like, it's just the problem with most eSports, isn't it? Because like, it's hard to get the whole picture. I mean, you've still got four other guys, though. Yeah, but they and they're not always to... together. Well, no, but they might be trying to. I don't know. And maybe maybe there is some because it's like a smaller player count. Maybe there is some potential for it to be um, a bit esporty. I don't know. I don't think there's that. I don't think that sort of game is. So a, it's a bit hard to see what's going on. <laughs> well, I don't think it has a, has like clear enough win conditions. Well, everyone dies. Well, yeah, it's like. But then, then like, how would you resolve? How would that resolve into like? If you needed any more granularity than just win, <laughs> mm. then you'd be fucked because it's like, what did like how fast you won? Or yeah, but then Dota doesn't really have that, does it? Like you win or lose. Yeah, but I don't. I just got, I wouldn't have thought that you could have a, like a way to form teams for an uneven because unless you like having like a, like a cricket team or whatever, where it's like this guy is is shit at everything else apart from the monster. He's like the wicket keeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe like a proper team would have like five members or something like this. Is the Come monster, on, this, Come is the, on. this is the monster player, and these are you the have players. to have someone be the be the dual skilled guy. Mm, maybe, or you swap them out based on what monster you're like. They specialize in yeah, a monster. like one whatever one. Or then you have it like like Dota, and you have it so like this round we're going to ban your best monster player from playing the monster, so someone else has to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we don't really know how any of that stuff's going to sort of play out if there are going to be. Not. Yeah, I mean, it's not. <laughs> What's going to happen? No, it's not. It's... I just find it weird that they're trying so hard to like put that spin on it. You think they'd be able to come up with some other game that they could maybe eSport? <laughs> Whenever someone tries to target eSports, though, it doesn't really... No one's really landed it yet, have they? It's like, because the, the only one I can really think of when people talk about this, but they're so gunned for esports, is obviously Shoot Mania. And it's like, and that, well, a big part of turd that's ended up. It's because it was a bad game. That's the thing that, that that's the thing. I'm going to make this reference again, but it's just like the Eve Mining Barge situation where it's like, you can't make people go to something that's worse because <laughs> that just doesn't work. Yeah. People always go to the thing that's good. Yeah. I mean, that is the challenge. I guess, like, Dota 2, I mean, Dota was or, was just a mod, right? But it already was an eSport, effectively. But and, but Valve obviously thought about how do we make this full-on eSport? And they, they, I mean, they've got well, insane they resources, right? Well, they have since it came out of beta, anyway. That's pretty much all they've been focusing on. Exactly. Like, balance and, like, it's, it's been, like, they've been adding, like, those crazy new spectator features, you know, the ability to... <laughs> stream in the game client that kind of stuff and it's so, so in in some ways that all, all that obviously out targeting as a result it. of dota's like pre-launch size yeah that's yeah, necessarily that's even necessarily gunning for esports as much as trying to do something about ease of entry because that those sort of spectating tools would be useful for people trying to learn the game yeah true because <laughs> valve always well they did for a while anyway try and uh, do something about game mentoring, didn't they? And yeah, in Team Fortress. Should be another place that perhaps needs that. <laughs> yeah. Do they have any system like that in Dota? Like, you can just connect to someone who's, like, alright with losing to, like, teach you the game or something? Like, maybe. The whole point of the Team Fortress one was that it was just basically spectator. Mm. 
well, apart from it was like spectate one guy and you can talk directly to them. So what are you doing now? What are you doing now? What are you doing now? Stop sucking. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot that guy. <laughs> Get him. I mean, I'm good at this backseat play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So esports, like, <laughs> no, what could work better as an esport? You need something. Like, you need something where, like, you can. It's easily visible to a spectator exactly what is going on and exactly what the skill is that's going on. I mean, that's why I think shooters fail because it's hard to sort of see. Oh, that's an amazing shot. Unless you, as it happens, you have to cut to a first-person view after it's happened and have some kind of like slow motion replay of exactly what they did to make it look awesome. It's from a spectator, it's, it'd be, it's just too easy to miss that kind of stuff. And even then, there's stuff happening all over the map. So again, the problem is getting the big picture. I mean, Dota has that problem even now, where it's like getting the big picture of what's going on. It's actually really hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the only people who would want to watch Dota are people who play it, <laughs> surely. Oh, do people watch it? I'm not saying I, I watch some of the international, like out of interest. Only in <laughs> because I, I watched some of it and then was like, sometimes this is funny. It is watch. sort of interesting in a weird way, but yeah, I, it, it's it's hard. It, it is just generally hard to to figure out. Like you know, it's a difficult game at the best of times, but you know, you can at least get the basics down and then have some sort of enjoyment watching it. But it's. Um, is that again? But I, I just struggle with big picture stuff in like video games. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what game you could create other than like fighters already have this down. Presumably, you can watch a fighting game because everything is laid in front of you. Kinda. It's like there is no big picture. It's just it's, some dude wailing on some other dude. It's like one-on-one games. <laughs> yeah, it's the ones that are easy. The thing about the fighting game is that like. It may be obvious what's going on, like, but the the only thing that's actually interesting is really hard to spot unless you know all about it, right? The only thing that makes it an actual sport is not the spectacle of the two people punching each other. It's like the exact timings of the exact combos and shit, which you're never going to know just watching it um, unless well, you played it. Well, unless you get into it, yeah. yeah. Or unless you watch it enough. And yeah, that's if, true. You, if you watched it enough, you might still might not. But then that relies on the quality of commentators and the ability to like. This is another thing that thinks some things like Dota lack. They don't have um, the resources behind them yet to be able to do things like you know, like a modern sports game would, where it's like if they missed something, they can go back and see it immediately and show you like here's an action replay of what what exactly just happened. Well, that's why none of talk them, you through it. That's why none of them work in like for the general populace because like if you if you had action replays or whatever in Dota there's just no time to do that because it's almost always something happening yeah, the same no for fighting games where it's just like you can't do a replay of that because the fucking match is over in 30 seconds yeah <laughs> maybe something like in some ways like something with like counter-strikes like round based thing or something that has downtime yeah. like that you can uh, like in professional conditions perhaps like purposefully pause the game like you know it doesn't have to be breakneck i mean maybe when you're practicing or something you skip these sequences but maybe when it's like live or something the game is like adding pauses for like these moments where people can talk about what just happened to make it easier to watch or something yeah i don't know but it, it comes down that mechanically i don't think any game has really nailed it in a or i'm not sure has quite nailed it in a visibly entertaining way 
And it's a real difficult thing. I can't think how you would do it. Like, you, you do need some insane variant on sports that you just couldn't do in real life. I'm thinking Hyperblade here. Um, <laughs> Naturally. Or, or some kind of, like, you know, like brutal sports where you can do... or Windjammers. Know, some, yeah, windjammers. <laughs> windjammers so, is too fast, though. Yeah, yeah. And also not actually very complicated, though. <laughs> There's not really much to do with windjammers. Oh, but you, you, yeah, you need something with enough enough depth. Dynaball. Yeah. Dynaball? What were the other future sport stupid games? Well, it was like uh, Brutal Sports Football and uh, like Tecmo Bowl, I suppose. Was Tecmo Bowl even? No, oh, I might be wrong on that one. Mm. Smash TV. <laughs> oh, yeah, Smash TV. Yeah, I don't know. Tricky one. We're not there yet. No. Uh, so what else happened? What else should we talk about? Uh, EA Access. Should we talk about that? Because that was kind of known before Gamescom that that was a thing. Um, mm. So what's the deal? Uh, so it's a subscription service that EA are running to sort of... They want the, to do their own version of PSN and Xbox Live's like free games stuff. Right. So if you're subscribing to the uh, to EA Access, you gain access to their vault, which is a selection of their sort of older titles. So I think, like, in Xbox's case, you get pretty much everything that came out at launch on Xbox One. Um, yeah. But they won't do... They they have very limited access to new stuff, so new stuff won't immediately become available on the service. Um, but you do get, like, a, a weird six-hour window in which you can play new games, like to sort of try before you buy, sort of thing. Right, instead of a demo, six, you get yeah. And six hours is quite a lot, but I think I don't know if that's like the EA game time thing that they have on Origin, where it's like you get have access, and the moment you start playing, it's like the clock starts ticking, and you have to play it within that six hour period mm-hmm. from first boot or something. I, I don't know the detail there, but it's uh... even that would be okay if you were to yeah. find something out. There'd be like a yeah a one time demo like I guess, hmm. but then uh, you know to me that just screams why don't you make a demo? <laughs> no, but then then you can just keep playing if you if you decide to pay right. Yeah, yeah. If you bought the game, then obviously you have access yeah. to the whole thing. But you wouldn't get that with a demo because you'd lose. All your that's the thing. You're then. subscribing to a six hour demo. <laughs> yeah. If you if you put it in um in those terms. But and, and the interesting get bit here is, I suppose that it's a, they, it's not excessively priced. They they've called it like five dollars a month, or you can get a thirty dollar a year version. So it's not a great amount of money. Um, but Sony have turned it down from being allowed on PS4 or the PlayStation platform, saying that it's not good value. And it's like, so presumably they're putting that up next to PS Plus and just saying, nope, this this sucks. And they're probably right. Well, so you can't. They've just said we won't have this service available on PS4. Yeah, but surely it's just more free stuff. Why? Why? Is yeah, exactly. Microsoft has just gone. Yeah, sure, we'll take your money. <laughs> it's like because presumably Microsoft get a cut, I guess, and or maybe right. they don't. Maybe that's the problem. Hmm. But they've well, allowed it. Microsoft have allowed. Maybe they must have come to some agreement. But hmm. well, I don't know. I guess Sony have no need of it necessarily, but it seems a shame not to have it. Well, it's just like, like how many just... EA games do you really play that are going to warrant this subscription? I guess it's like that's true. It, it's probably terrible. Value. Then again, thirty dollars a year is enough for you to get 
last year's FIFA at half price forever. <laughs> if you put it like, <laughs> think of it in some ways. If you're into your sports games but don't like playing like super up to date sports game prices, then be a year behind. Yeah, and then you're pretty much sorted, right? Yeah, I mean, if you you're okay get the with next that, then... the next to newest FIFA every year. Yeah, I mean, if if you're okay with that, then that's probably not a bad bad offer. But we don't know. It depends how this stuff like all evolves i guess like as more games enter the library then presumably the value becomes much more worth it but until then and yeah i know ea's recent track record i guess that hasn't been great so Mm, that's true so yeah ea access it's a thing well, I'm not paying for that. What else is going on? <laughs> nope, I'm, I'm, I'm not either. Um, what else is that then? Uh, I just randomly something caught my eye because someone was trying to make an arena shooter and we keep talking about the, like, where the fuck are the arena shooters? And it's, uh, I, I noticed this thing called Minimum is a third-person arena shooter by um, the original dev of Prey, uh, oh, yeah. Human Head Studios. And it's, it's kind of weird because they've gone, like, you know how like minimalist interior design is like, let's put nothing in here and paint everything white. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much what this game looks like. It's like okay. everything's made of like cubes. Like even the player characters look like super blocky like cubes. So it's third <laughs> person shooter concept. Yeah, pretty <laughs> That's much. That's all our idea. Yeah, like, all they need is a hint of orange and <laughs> a little orange highlight on it, and it'll be in a, one of our concept games. Okay, so but it's yeah, called I, minimum. I just, yeah, I just spot it and thought, well, that looks, you know, someone's trying to do arena shooters again. So let's, let's have a look at how this turns out. Well, maybe we'll have a renaissance spot with Unreal Tournament. Um, yeah. But then again, a lot of people have been saying, like, we might as well jump to the other, like, game, big games com news, I guess, which was, like, Call of Duty, like, revealed how its multiplayer is going to work. Okay. And, um, and, you know, a lot of people have actually been saying, it's like, what with the new movement? capabilities of the exosuit is like actually are they moving back towards the ut style craziness it's like Ooh. is the like the ability to just like dodge side to side like you can in the titans i suppose in titanfall but with your exosuit kind of reminiscent of the double tap dodgers in yeah the classic ut double tap and you get you know you get double jump but you also get that in titanfall it's like is is ut coming back around but in disguised by titanfall and call of duty <laughs> Well, it's no bad thing. No, it's not. Kind of cool. Maybe but, it is. Yeah. I don't know. The Call of Duty stuff looks pretty interesting. They're definitely mixing it up this year, which is always nice. Yeah, um, that's cool because it's a new, basically, and a new to Call of Duty kind of studio. Well, not new, new, but new first game, totally their yeah. own, right? Yeah, yeah. So they've worked on it on Call of Duty games before, but this is the first time that they've had the helm, and it's. Yeah, it's 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 obvious they want to make an impression, um, and they're they're going out there saying, "Well, this is this is a, what we think would be cool." So, like the 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 new sort of major thing that everyone's sort of talking about is how the new loadout system really works, and it's like, okay. um, like ghosts came back and sort of reverted things to how Call of Duty used to do things after Black Ops kind of changed things up with its pick ten system. Um, yeah. So you can have any combination of everything you want, as long as it all adds up to 10. And it's like, so this time they've gone with pick 13 because there's more stuff to customize. So it's okay. like, and the, the reason being is like kill streaks, like that mainstay, which used to be, 
like uh, you know something you could just have of like even in Black Ops Two, it was like you had three kill streaks at your disposable at all times, and they didn't count towards the pick ten. It's like now they count. So if you don't want kill streaks or you're not good at getting kill streaks before dying, don't pick them. Pick better weapon upgrades or perks or oh, okay stuff like that. So the the whole streak system is now um, optional, I suppose. Hmm, interesting. But I presume they'll be so powerful enough for people that you know can get kill streaks. Yeah, I mean the the, the sort of the thing with kill streaks sort of was is that you know you could build up kill streaks and then you could build up get close to the next kill streak through the result of the first one and stuff like that. It's, yeah, start sort of chaining them. Yeah, that was kind of the plan with them. So it's still you know it's probably still a viable tactic, but for people like me who rarely get the like anywhere near their third tier kill streak, then it's a uh, you might as well like turn that one off, I guess, and uh, put it into another gun attachment or something. Yeah, pick something else that'll make you more lethal. Yeah, and they were showing off other things like you can get like there's a cool looking heavy exosuit that basically puts like you're carrying two heavy weapons like instead of like having grenades, I guess, and um, some of the other abilities. Like you can't be super accurate, but you just have a ton of firepower on your hands, and it's you can like plant yourself so like you can't move but your guns become more accurate or something as well so it's like there's a all kinds of weird shit going on so that's just like monday night combat <laughs> monday night combat's tapped isn't it yeah yep or the heavy can do that it's pretty heavy like yeah yeah i don't know it's beginning it's starting to look interesting um and the, the weird sort of basketball mode that no one except people on comment threads uh, that I've been reading, like remembers that. Do you remember Bombing Run from UT two thousand four? That skanky uh, game type. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> it's kind of poopy. It's it's kind of one bomb, isn't it? Really, but it just keeps going. It's like Halo's one bomb, where there's a, there's like a ball, and you have to take it to your opponent's basket. Essentially, everyone's likening it to basketball, and uh, you can either throw the ball in the basket for one point, or you can jump into the basket yourself carrying the ball for two points which was what you always did because there was no reason not to yeah <laughs> by the time you got there you might as well do it <laughs> you could probably miss with a throw quite easily yeah um so that mode is back and everyone's saying yeah it's really fun and then everyone noticed it was from ut and it's like it wasn't really that fun in ut <laughs> always look back to your forebears <laughs> yeah that's why it's not been around, but I don't know. Maybe they've done something to it. Maybe it works now. I don't know. It's weird. Don't know. But yeah, it looks interesting. I'm excited. They showed some more gameplay from uh, the single player as well with a section on the Golden Gate Bridge. And it's like, right. We, I think we've talked about this before, right? But when bridges blow up, like, how is this supposed to work? Because they have a section in the video where some drones come out and they basically cut the suspending cables. Oh, my favourite thing to be annoyed about. Yeah. To be but they don't, they don't cut the about. main. They don't cut the main cable. Okay. They cut, like, the big fat ones. They cut the ones that hang vertically down from it and connect okay. the road to the, the main cable. Yeah. Okay. So that those blow up and a bomb goes off in the middle. Okay. So what's supposed to happen? So, cause, so this thing's like just the road just crumbled in the middle and left a gap. But would that be put too much strain on the cables that didn't get blown up and the whole thing sort of just disintegrates? So or is the main, it possible the main for cables this thing didn't like, actually snap in the middle when the bomb went off in the middle. No, the like the ones, the top ones, the ones that make the U shape. 
they're still there. They're still it's there. like this. Okay. It's like this, the, the the cables on which the road are suspended from. So, because usually on a lot of suspension bridges, the U-shaped one, the bottom of the U, pretty much meets the roadway in the middle, right? Yeah, I don't, um, I don't think it's close enough to that point. All oh, right. It's like I think it's like off to one side, so the the, the main cable itself is remains is intact. Okay, right. Yeah, and then they cut most of the. The vertical cables. The vertical cables. Well, if you cut that, you wouldn't need a bomb in the middle. If you if you just cut the vertical cables, the roadway would just fall down, wouldn't it? Leaving the U yeah. just per, just hanging there, it would just fall down flat, right? Yeah, but I was like wondering, like, if they do that, then does the is there an, does it create like a ripple effect, and the whole road just goes, and the other cables snap as it goes, or uh, you could probably get bits of roadway hanging from those vertical cables. Yeah. So maybe it's okay. Maybe this one passes the suspension bridge yeah, test. Yeah, <laughs> that one might be better. I mean, my main gripe is when they cut the main cable and then they have, like, parts of the bridge still standing. Um, which like making... X-Men 3. Yeah, exactly. It's my particularly grievous one. And my favorite one is that one because I always imagine that... Because Magneto moves the entire bridge, Golden Gate Bridge, so that it's between the city and Alcatraz. And then I imagine he has to spend the entire subsequent fight holding it up with his mind while he's doing all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because otherwise he would just go splosh. He would just go floop. Yeah, makes no sense. But I think there's plenty of that. I think the intro for Vanquish might do that as well. Oh, right. Yeah. Where it's like still sort of standing <laughs> afterwards. Well, it's common in kind of post-apocalyptic like artwork, like Fallout-style artwork or whatever. Yeah, where you yeah, just see the, part of the bridge. There's that bit of, towards the end of iRobot where they're in like the container park, but there's like that quarter of a suspension bridge where it's just like one of the pillars, but it has like half off each side of the pillar. Yeah, yeah, that's what oh, I yeah. mean. Yeah. I think it was in. Uh, I think it was in the Dark Knight Rises as well. I think. Do they, do they assume that the, when the, the cable stops at the pillars rather than being one cable? Like, so it goes I don't know what the like, mistake they're making is, but, but it's pretty dumb, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, maybe, I yeah. Mistake, maybe. I think the mistake is like assuming that instead of the U shape, it's assuming that, that half of the U shape works as a triangle to support yeah. the, the road sticking out. Which it doesn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. I see your point. That those yeah, vertical like cables are actually like solid. <laughs> Well, the horror, the angle, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. if the U worked as a as worked as an actual you know supporting structure rather than a suspending structure, that's mm. <laughs> how it works. You need the tension at both ends, not just one end. True. <laughs> Obviously, there's no tension. No. <laughs> You're just pulling a cable <laughs> like limp along the floor. Though. I wonder if I wonder if like. If you were in like a really low gravity environment or something, so that it didn't fall really quickly, whether that would actually work if you cut a suspension bridge in half, whether the road would like angle downwards until the U shape got taut and became a triangle. Hmm. What and assuming, yeah, because of course the roadway is kind of held up at the um at the at, at, at the, the pillar pillar. Potentially, I don't know if they yeah. are though. Are they? Are they actually well, held up together in a real bridge? What sort of the what sort of design the suspension bridge is? Like whether it has road on the other side of the pillar or whatever, or suspension on the other side of the pillar. Yeah, yeah. I guess it probably has road on the other side of the pillar. I'd imagine they would fix it. 
I don't know. That just sounds like something. Well, we've got this giant pillar here. We might as well attach the the, the road to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Because <laughs> that's how all engineering works. It's just like, oh, we might as well attach this. <laughs> this is the kill switch that... program. It's like add more struts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Attach everything to everything else. Or like the Bridget or whatever. What's yeah. the game? That's it. That's it. That game comes around again and again. I saw a quick look of it recently. Well, it's because like, they remade it. Oh, did they? Okay. Is it the same people? Is it the same thing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same people. That's all I, I do is make bridge simulators. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> How many trucks can you get over this thing? John Romero's back in games. Oh, so, God. Maybe. Last one yeah, he made apparently he's, work- <laughs> apparently he's working on a shooter. Last shooter he made was terrible. <laughs> yep. But, you know, John Romero's back. Woo. That was that was minor news. Maybe he's working on Oculus. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he'll come back still famous. What else we got? Let's talk more Gamescom stuff. Um, cool. Microsoft outlined some details about what's coming up in the new Xbox dashboard updates. Um, oh yeah. Some of it looks kind of odd, and some of it looks is real real nice. So like. Let's start with the nice things. They have just outright said that they're now going to be supporting DLNA in the next few months. Okay. It's like, holy fucking shit, it's about goddamn time. But they also added to that that they will be supporting more formats than ever before, including the much pirated, well, much pirate happy MKV format. <laughs> but then Hooray. I suppose MKVs also come from people legitimately ripping DVDs because it has all the subtracks and stuff on as well. But Abrin's favorite container. Yeah, so MK- MKV is being supported, along with other, some other ones, like M2TS or something, so like MPEG2 transport stream formats will be supported. And it's like, does that mean, like, if you hacked your Skybox or something and took all the streams that you recorded off TV and <laughs> just stored them to a file, because both of those are, like, transport stream variants, then your Xbox will now play those? That'd be cool. I don't know, but yeah, kind of weird. Um, but yeah, they're doing that, and that's that's nice. It's like uh, the sooner they do that, the better. Um, so you also use said, the Xbox to play like ripped yeah, DVDs. Yeah, I, I have to get the PS, DVDs. I have to get the PS3 out, like and stream stuff to, <laughs> to it. It's a bit of a pain. It's like I tried using like even on formats that the Xbox One does support. It turns out I can't use the Play Two stuff that you're supposed to use on your PC if that file isn't local. So like, if I go to my NAS and pick up a file that can be played to the Xbox, it won't work. It'll send the request, but then nothing will happen. It's like the Xbox just can't access that file. Right. Which actually is probably accurate because my NAS is passworded and the Xbox doesn't ask for the password. So, you know. But can you input it? Is there any way to get to it? Um, well, I've, I've been dragging stuff onto the local machine oh, and using Play 2. And then that then works. Um, so hopefully with DLNA, obviously my NAS like has a DLNA server on it, and it's um, then that becomes no longer a problem because I should just be able to browse it from the Xbox. Hmm. Problem solved. So yeah, hopefully that will be nice. No need for PlayStation Media Server to transcode it if it can read MKVs. So awesome. Uh, yeah, there's that. And the other sort of super awesome idea that they've had is like, hey guys, 
like we've got this TV signal coming into our Xbox. What can we do with this? So they're letting you, presumably through the Smart Glass app, stream it to devices in your house, even if someone is using the Xbox for other things, like games. Mm. And that's kind of neat. So that means I could be like shooting guys in Plants vs. Zombies while Gnome is watching Live Sky elsewhere in the house. Like, without needing anything fancy on the Skybox, without needing to attempt to get Sky Go to be anything useful. So what could you stream it to? Um, basically any mobile device. They're supporting Windows Phone, they're supporting Android, they're supporting iOS. Okay. So presumably they're doing it, they'll be doing it through the Smart Glass app, will be my guess. Right, that would make sense, yeah. That would make it more useful. But it's, it's a cool idea. Um, so when's that? Is and, that coming soon, or is that going to uh, be in the- again in this nebulous in the next few months thing that was what they were touting? So presumably that means by the end of the year, I guess, because by that point oh. you're getting over four months, which might not be considered a few anymore. I don't know. Um, mm. But it's cool that it's coming, and because they can use the IR blaster on the Connect, if you have one of those rigged up to your sky, you'll be able to change the channel from from like, the elsewhere app. as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, it's it's neat. It's neat. Um, so other things they're adding is like they're trying to deal with Snap and make Snap somewhat more useful. Oh God. Um, so so, useless. so they're changing the behavior of the double tap on the Xbox button, which is currently swapped between your main view and your Snap view. Um, right. They're changing it so if you double tap now, you'll get a little. Uh, radial menu, except it's not a radial menu because it's made out of squares, but it's like in the four compass directions uh-huh. with options in it on where to go. So, like, um, so in theory, that means you always have quick access to your party view or something because you'll bring it up and one of the options will be take me to the party or something. Take um, me to the party. So they they did liken it like when they were talking about it. It's like, yeah, we want to try and bring some of the functionality of the of the old guide um, into this, and it's like. Well, is that you admitting that the new design doesn't really work as well as having the Xbox guide? Um, well, the hi- the history of the Xbox One has been them gradually admitting that everything was a bad idea and fixing it. Well, not everything was a bad idea. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing. Things like like voice navigation on the Connect was a good idea. It yeah. Well. Yeah, that's cool. Snap, not so much. Like, I can see their thinking, but it's just not been executed well enough for it to be super useful like things take too long to snap is my biggest problem oh really snap your snap your friends list and it's like the snap appears but then the app has to load right in which your friends list will be rather than it being immediately available it's things like that they need to work on like so the concept itself is fairly sound for that like yeah i I don't have so much i don't have so much of a problem with the snapping it's just like yes things seem to take too long to swap to to bring things up and to swap them out it's Certain certain inbuilt apps should perhaps always be running, and just so they can be instant, you know, something like that. It's like they added the achievement snap recently, which I think is cool because if you say like hit the achievements button in a game now, that link uh, takes you to the snapped version of achievements rather than going to the full screen version. Right, so it keeps you in the where you are. Yeah, and that's that's a definite improvement because it makes it it's just easier to see and. Um, <laughs> they they sort of originally advertised it as oh you can have your because the achievements will track progress to achievements now kind of like how Steam does um, you could have the achievement bar open and it will be live updating your progress to achievements 
if you really cared that much. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, the sort of thinking about it is is I guess what the what the message is here. And you know, they've definitely gone through more iterations of trying to improve all this than PlayStation has. Like PS4 apparently has done nothing. Like they moved an indicator from one half of the screen to another or something, and that's been pretty much it. I mean, Sony did promise to add 3D Blu-ray support to the PS4, which Xbox just added. Oh, yeah. Um, like, that's in the August update. Like, you can now play 3D Blu-rays. and There's now a notification when your controller is about to run out of power, that kind of stuff. So, you know, so Sony are sort of listening and making sort of vague promises to say, oh, yeah, we should do that too. But yeah, it's kind def- of. It definitely feels like Microsoft are putting the effort in here. That's kind of. I mean, I don't know. PS4 kind of made a big effort to try and do, you know, something closer. But Microsoft have always been kind of the leaders on the dashboard side of things. Definitely. I mean, they've. I mean, look at their 360s had various iterations, didn't it? And it got better and yeah. better, really. Um, Once it's out, Microsoft do a much better job of supporting yeah. the platform. I think. So to that, keep it modern. So that's cool. I think that's what's going on here. Hopefully, um, but they did make some mistakes along the at the start, but they're sure. sort of rectifying them. It's yeah, cool. I mean that's you know they tried something. I guess with a new console, they have the ability to try something drastic. Yeah, and they did, and now they're just refining it. Yeah, so that, that's fine. Cool. Yeah, good, good, good news. Uh, so let's stay on the Microsoft front, shall we? Okay. Um, I saw during some... their press. Oh, go oh yeah, ahead. you want to oh, talk, talk, talk Forza? Talk Forza. Well, I just saw a couple of videos of it, and it looks freaking great. And I'm kind of annoyed because it's like it's almost like I don't know if it's quite Burnout Three kind of level, but I mean, Zach bought an Xbox just to play Burnout Three. I think to remember. Is that the sole reason, Zach? Days gone by. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. And I'm thinking, God damn it! It's like I think on 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 balance, you know, the PS4 looks be- looks better in a lot of ways. Like, and I I you know I quite like the look of the controller as well on the PS4 and stuff. And I like their their attitude and everything. And all of these problems with the it was always quite nice having the the console that would run the multi platform game a little bit faster or whatever. So in this case, it would probably be the PS4. But God damn it, Forza Horizon 2 is probably the only game I really want to play on a next-gen console right now. Yeah. Looks, so here's the thing, really like, fun. you know, to, to put that into context, like, I don't really have much Sony news, like, because I don't think any of it was really that interesting. No. Well, I'd quite like, like to play, I mean, you've already played it, but I, quite, I wouldn't mind playing The Last of Us, you know, remastered or whatever. Oh, sure. But, you, but, know, that's, you know, that's last year's game remade less than a year later. That's, oh, totally, yeah. But for me, it's like thinking of games I want to play like right this minute, yeah. Then that would be one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else would you go for right now? It's like infamous, maybe. And um, Assassin's Creed Four, apparently. Yeah, that's the well, best I wanted that, the game. that that Metal Gear game and the 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 actual finished one when it comes because that yeah, when MGS Five comes out, the PS Four version maybe may have maybe the one to get. Although yeah. they've although, announced there's a Steam version coming. Yeah, we just heard there's a Steam version, which kind of nullifies that for me, because I'd definitely rather play it on PC, I think. Um, well, it depends if your system will be good enough by then. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's the that's the case, isn't it? Maybe spend the money on a upgraded PC. Um, but um, I'm, not sure I've, I'm not sure I've played any games that 
consider themselves part of the next gen, apart from Titanfall, I guess, like um, on my on PC, PC since that whole thing happened. Like, I don't think I've played many like new, new PC games. And you had not actually played Titanfall, really. Well, was still... True, that was the beta. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping Ascreed Unity will be on PC as well. Although there is, a, there is a 48-hour trial of, of Titanfall that you can claim now. Can you still claim that now? Yeah, apparently it's still running. Because I, well, I logged into Origin the other day and it, it was like, plus there's a zombies trial. Oh, is that the new one? Oh, maybe they've moved on. Well, I assume they changed that every however long they've been doing that. Because they, they, they changed like, the free game as well, like every couple of weeks or whatever. I'm sort of tempted to see what the PC version of PVZ looks like. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure it will look exactly the same. And, and maybe, <laughs> well, but maybe we could get, get you into it. <laughs> You should play the trial of Titanfall, <laughs> but then you won't get into that. Well, I could get no. I, I liked. No, you could get into that. I mean, you'd like the game. I mean, yeah. you just won't get it. <laughs> well, maybe it depends. On, you know, it's like more things for us to play other than Team Fortress is always a bonus. To be honest, it's like we haven't found a game that we've got into for a while, really, apart from Guild Wars. I guess was Guild Wars the most recent thing that we've got into, maybe multiplayer wise. As a pair, <laughs> I noticed that it's a bit. Of, I don't know what to, you know, to play with you guys other than TF2. Yeah, because there was fear well, and you know, you don't log into Steam very often, so it's hard to. <laughs> well, I do <laughs> log in, but I don't. I don't use the friends item. I have that turned off. Okay, but right. um, you should raise yourself more often. And we'll play a game. Come on. Yeah, what we can play there. though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. We could do TF. We could, uh, yeah. Maybe we need to. Maybe we need to find smaller games that aren't like breaking anyone's bank. That's what TF's for, though. That's like, the smallest game. Like Awesome Knots. <laughs> no, it could be a three-man team. I just want to play Mother Night Combat again. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> Still sad. We could try Super Monday Night Combat again. <laughs> That's a different game, though. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Um, so yeah, Forza Two it does look awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty into that. Problem is, is I think it comes. Uh, I forget when its release window is. It's like, is it October? Uh, yeah, I think so. So, I was, I was looking at what the release windows for like the various games coming up are. Like thinking how I need to prioritize myself for game of the year stuff because it's like I can't. I'm, I'm not going to be able to afford all of these because there's a ton of like stuff I'm interested in um, coming out on Xbone. No, but hold it's... on, 30th of September, so right at the end. Oh, of September, okay. So. so what we've got Destiny and Forza in in September then. Uh, yeah. Although. It's so close to being released in October. I'm going to call Ports October. Okay. Okay. Um, Destiny might as well always be August. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the same. Well, except we're nearly out of August. So yeah. Anyway. Uh, so there's that. And then you got Sunset Overdrive, COD, and Halo Collection in November. Well, the Halo Collection, you don't need that to go in the year because no, <laughs> that, that, that can probably be the one that waits. It's like as much as I'm chomping at the bit to play me some Halo Two multiplayer. Just because you want, also just because you want me to actually play Halo again. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. And I refuse until we have the new version of Halo One, and then we'll be good. Yeah, I like. I don't know. I really, I really enjoy us playing like, like co-op Halo. It's awesome. 
But you do have the version of Halo One, right? I thought you yeah, but the, the X Bone One will be even better. Yeah. Like oh right, okay. 60. And two, obviously. Yeah. The new version of two. So yeah, it's quite quite busy. Like, well, I don't know which. Much, I will probably end up bailing on Halo and maybe Forza and maybe Sunset Overdrive. Although I'm sort of interested in that, but I'm going to get dragged into the COD frenzy. I know it. Right. So it's mainly going to be COD based, is it? COD based Christmas. <laughs> probably. Well, you know, I'll, 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 like Kippers will ring me up saying, "You coming to this? Coming to the launch? Come to the midnight yeah. launch for some for some goddamn reason?" <laughs> Although maybe not. Maybe Kippers, maybe Kippers has finally cured his con addiction by playing Counter Strike now. <laughs> well, he has a way of using like actually, it works out better for him in in a lot of cases to go digital now yeah. because you know him and Jeremy both have Xboxes and you can use the family sharing to <laughs> to gym it sort of yeah. <laughs> He's been playing Counter Strike like nonstop recently. Yeah, so maybe maybe he's moved his shooter of choice. Although no, he'll go back if he finally learns to play shooters on PC. Maybe he'll be better at Team Fortress. <laughs> maybe we can convince him to get in there as well. I don't know, but it's a very different sort of shooter, isn't it? TF. It's like you don't need the you don't necessarily need the super pinpoint accuracy that you need for most sort of real gun based shooters. I'm not sure you necessarily need it for Counter Strike, really. I mean, Counter Strike is a very weird. Uh, it's, like, it's, its aim has always been weird. Yeah. Yeah, the whole way that the game spray. works is. <laughs> Is like completely different to practically everything else. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we today. Anyway, multiplayer shooters. Stuff happens. So yeah, I don't know. I'll work that out as I go, because I'm supposed to be saving money, but that hasn't happened really this month. But stupid car tires. What's wrong? We've got bad cars all the time. It's just it's been three years old, man. The tires like are worn. Mate, that shit happens. Sure. Uh, what else we got? Microsoft news. Let's stay on the Microsoft news. Um, we what talked about Halo about, there. About the yeah, this is Microsoft news. Tomb Raider. Okay, we'll do that. Uh, Tomb Raider. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've announced that it's exclusive and not console exclusive. They used the word just exclusive on its own to the X-Bone. and then immediately backtracked. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> well, like immediately after that thing was posted and everyone went ballistic about it they were like no we meant time exclusive <laughs> because of course they did I, it, I I wouldn't be so surprised about it being console exclusive to Xbox I would have been more surprised had they not made a PC version after the amount of effort they actually put into the PC version of well that that's why everyone's still pissed about it being any kind of exclusive because it's like Two million is a PlayStation game, but basically, historically, kinda, yeah. So everyone's pissed that it's even got any exclusivity at all, and particularly to X- Xbox, yeah. And also because it's a because it's a basically the second part of a trilogy. <laughs> so you've already had like the first part, and now it's like, no, you can't play the second part. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why everyone's deal is. I, I guess people are really into Tomb Raider still. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I didn't think that would be much of an issue, but then you're right. Everything blew up. Do you think they're angry go. about Tomb Raider or just the general trend? Not, not oh, it's a trend anymore. What? Third parties going exclusive? Well, it's both. I mean, 
there's going bound to be some people who who are like I don't like this just because of the exclusiveness, not because of. But then Square have a history of always being exclusive to. I mean, yeah, it's like technically the remains of IDAS. Who's it? Crystal Dynamics. Yeah. yeah it's like so. Yeah. Okay. You could argue that it's not Square being exclusive; it's IDAS going exclusive, but. Uh, Square have a history of being all PlayStation all the time. Yeah, that's why that's why all the PlayStation people are pissed. Yeah, but then the other dumb. But then that just means they're not exactly against the idea of exclusivity because that's what Square have done. <laughs> well, everyone is not against the idea of exclusivity when it's on when, your system. <laughs> or someone's going to pay you bucks to put it there. <laughs> but then the other dumb thing that is obviously like more legitimately weird about this, and less like dumb wording and pissing everyone off, is that just like. They Square Square, I think it was, or maybe it was just Idols or Crystal or whatever, came out and said that they they thought that the that the reboot of Tomb Raider was a failure sales wise, despite how much money it turned out making. Yeah, they said that it sold tons. Yeah, and then, but now they're like, so what we're going to do is make it so not as many people can buy it immediately, because yeah. <laughs> obviously that's going to help sales somehow. Or otherwise known as Microsoft gave us enough money to offset that <laughs> delayed sales front, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if it, if yeah, as, as, as long as the fact that it is timed is is okay, surely, because that just means Square have taken money for yeah, something but, that the PlayStation owners will probably end up with an improved version of because of the delay. Yeah, but that might to there's still like that's still going to kill some percentage of sales. Maybe I mean, just yeah, for you, people, lose, like, who, you lose some hype. I yeah, guess. who aren't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> But then, you know, natural rules for people in our position still apply. Wait for the PC version. <laughs> that's because we have PCs. Because we're the master race. <laughs> As always. <laughs> With that awesome crazy hair. Yep. Not so much on Rob, though. He had a haircut quite recently. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it. Naturally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I can't wait for the Horizon 2. So you're literally working on it naturally. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's been one of those things. You know, I've said this multiple times. I wish Forza was on PC. It would be be amazing. No, you don't, because then you'd... I'd I'd get my wheel out. Yeah, exactly. That's why you don't want it on PC, because it's actually a lot of hassle. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In fairness, I haven't played Dirt 3 in ages. I still haven't... I'm not even close to finishing that, but... Because playing with wheel is harder. Everyone knows. Yeah, but it's more fun. <laughs> it's a lot more fun. I would, yeah, I would love to play Forza with a, with a wheel. It's just one of those, that right level of simulation where I think I would have a good time with it. And I did used, did used to really enjoy Forza 2 on my ridiculous Xbox wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Does that thing not work with then? The Xbox one, I suppose. <laughs> well, no, because it's a 360 wheel. Right, Of course, yeah. it doesn't work. It's like you can yeah. you can just about make them work with a PC if you have one of the wireless adapters. But... Right. Mm. But, you know, fuck that shit. I still have my Sidewinder. So, is it, is it Sidewinder? Like, yeah. Probably yeah, that thing is still working and, like, still wrestling with you, you know? It's still perfect. Well, sort of. What do you mean, sort of? Well, getting, getting forced feedback to work any longer is a bit of a hassle in some cases. I... Well, the, the things I play, I don't have a problem. It's like you can just plug it into Windows now, and Windows go, yeah, that's a Sidewinder. And it knows what to do. It's yeah. like it's got easy. Somehow someone has supported this, so it's better now. It's like force feedback settings. It's just like the weird, it's like 
Oh yeah, you still sometimes have to games don't those. even bother. And yeah, they're like, what can I do about this? I always have to mess with dirt, and dirt does have a tendency of forgetting that the wheel exists. So I have to like reconfigure how I like it frequently, right? Which is quite irritating, but um, it's there. And actually, the dirt support is really good. Well, like, yeah, dirt was like probably one of the last games that really had force feedback support. I suppose I bet not very many games do it any longer. Yeah, I wonder about games like Assetto Corsa and Project Cars and all these new ones that are going to become the PC. Whether they'll go whole hog on it? Presumably, those two that I mentioned probably will because they're gunning for simulation. Yeah, maybe. But... Someone needs to invent a better version of force feedback at this point, really. Because that is like super old tech. <laughs> what else could you do? Well, I'm sure there must be a better way of. I guess it must. Um, it probably wouldn't appear any different to you, but there must be a better way of doing it internally by this point, you know? oh, yeah, <laughs> Like maybe. some mechanical method yeah. that actually improves the, the way it directs the force onto the wheel. Yeah, the motors are probably a lot better now or something. Magnets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The only thing I miss from my Sidewinder is the lack of a D-pad. So, like when I navigate menus, I have to like reach round it to a to a to a keyboard or something. Yeah, I guess. Then, but now you you could theoretically just have a gamepad and put that on your lap or something. That's, you, you probably <laughs> or could. just tape it to the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could, that could be funny. Yeah, so there's, there's like minor inconveniences, but it's still a very good wheel. Oh, my my pedals squeak like a bastard. Yeah, that is the uh, that is yeah. the, probably the biggest problem with the side rider. Even almost almost immediately, it was just pedal eh, squeaky. Eh, eh, eh. And yeah, they are plastic, which is I suppose a problem rather than nice chunky metal pedals. But it's like the, the layout of my room at the moment actually makes it somewhat convenient to do because yeah, I've got a chair on wheels on a hardwood surface so yeah. like you know it's easy to push myself away from the desk but I can move my couch so it's like resting wedged against it. the back of the chair so like I'm wedged in position it's quite nice that doesn't stop the pedals sliding around though that's the other problem well no but they, they sort of wedge against, <laughs> they wedge against mass, your huge pile of cables and if I'm getting really desperate I can move the subwoofer so it's in the way <laughs> just jam yourself in there yeah basically just wedge everything into a certain position and it's fine how do you deal with your desk thickness? Because that's my problem. No, it just, mine there. just mounts fine. Because my my one, the, I don't, I don't, the, I don't have the pad anymore. But like the ball is enough to just push into the. Uh, my one, surface. I couldn't get it tight enough. Like even wound all the way in, it wouldn't actually grip onto a thin yeah. desk. Which is why I have that chunk of wood. <laughs> yeah, mine's all right. <laughs> in the right. Side yes, I remember that. Yeah, mine's all right. Still, still don't have a problem with the grip. That's another thing they could improve mechanically. The clamping mechanism. No one's making these decent controllers, though. I mean, Microsoft aren't making them. Well, there's no one official one. Logitech. I looked exist, on the Logitech though, site the other day. Like, there's no good, like, freaking... There's a wheel. still exist, show. though, because people still make these ridiculous, like, car seat setups. Well, they, make them, they? they make ridiculously yeah, expensive they're, like, controllers expensive that you would want. Ones. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's no, like, I don't know, entry-grade steering wheels anymore. Unless you go console. Because like I think there was all Logistuck, Logistuck, Logitech stuff when they were doing uh, the last Gran Turismo uh, demos. We're using the Logitech, like they've got PS3 I'm wheels. Now, they've got like a Gran Turismo branded one. Mm. But yeah, I think look... I think whenever Sony demoed it, they had booths set up where you'd use the wheels properly. Right. Doesn't look nearly as good as a Sidewinder. 
It's, it's the Sidewinder's side super comfy. That like weird rubber stuff. <laughs> Is that super comfy? I, no, I, compared to most other steering wheels you get. The Xbox One wasn't bad, in fairness. The 360 one was pretty good. Yeah, that was okay. Maybe they'll do another one, although probably And not. you can, as I said, you can make your 360, the 360 one work on PCs. You just need to have one of those wireless adapters. But... Yeah, I've got one of those. But nothing, uh, so mine mine didn't mean, get much use once of, I got bored of Forza. <laughs> that whole range of Sidewinder peripherals was pretty cool. I, I love that joystick. That thing was great, the 3D Pro thing. T couldn't turn left. <laughs> yeah, until, until I couldn't turn left. Because the the one that you've got, what what is that? The joystick that I oh, what the one the you. one you've lent me. Yeah, because yeah. my problem with that is it's too big, and the pit and the throttle is in horrible it's place. A Cytec Cyborg Evo. Yeah, there you go. It's a Cytec. It's just I want that way around. I want one that's a little smaller in the, I don't know, doesn't have so much play in it. It, it does move a long way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's too extreme. I need something a little smaller. Like, that, the 3D Pro was perfect. They got bigger, though. Like, there were later Sidewinder ones. Didn't you have a later Sidewinder one, Zach, that was like a, a force feed? No, I think, I, had, oh, they did the, I've I think seen I had the very slightly newer version than you had. Yeah, they, right. yours, were, yours were pretty much identical to me. Yeah. It's like I saw the one that had force feedback, and that was enormous. Yeah. yeah. It had like a cooling fan for the fucking motors in it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Too big. They need to be this little joystick. I mean, yeah. I, quite, I do quite like your side tech, I've got to be honest. I mean, I'm not so impressed with the throttle, but I, the throttle's yeah. terrible, and I don't really like the trigger on it either. Yeah. It's fun, to try and, it's fun pl- trying to play Battlefield 4 with it. I mean, I <laughs> suck at it, but it's a lot of fun. I think I'd rather have my 3D Pro for playing, because I'm thinking about it, because I, you know... Just get Fury well, out again. Or Elite, Elite Dangerous. And, um, oh, yeah, that'd be good. May- maybe... Star Citizen or the Last Starfighter? Oh no, what's it called? What's the PC version of No Man's Sky? <laughs> yeah, No Man's Sky and uh, Enemy Starfighter. That's what it is. Anyway, there's a bunch of space things coming, and Elite Dangerous looks cool. Damn it! Need a joystick and a proper throttle. Mm. Yeah, the throttle's always the worst. That's the, that's the hardest bit. There's something about the. It's like it wasn't. It was super loose, wasn't it, on the 3D Pro? But yeah, like, it was just like a little slot thing. But you know, but it was sort of okay because it sort of like you could slide it to where you wanted, nice and easily. And it was yeah. not, you didn't have to move your hand away from any useful buttons, and it didn't have any resistance to it either. That's the other thing that's weird about that Sidetech joystick is it's like it's quite well, it's, it's not stiff. It's like it's like metered. Well, see, it's because it, it's like because it's at a weird angle, I suppose, because it's not flat to the thing. They probably had to put resistance on it to stop it just falling down. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, because <laughs> gravity would fuck that up. Yeah. We should probably shit now. We're like nearly two hours in. We're still in news. Come on, yeah. let's okay. do this. It's your fault. I yeah. told you. We should just my fault. We should just shit through this. It's my fault. <laughs> okay, guys, what you been playing? Come on. <laughs> Oh, hang on. There's, there's more. So, I'll leave that one to last because that segues to what I've been playing. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is the dumbest news ever, but Plants vs. Zombies is getting another update featuring Chester Cheetah of Cheetos fame. It's not the dumbest. It's pretty dumb. Mercedes Benz America was the dumbest. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Jeez. That's, but that's, that's actually coming now. That's not just a Japan only no, thing. No. That will be coming to um, US and Europe. 
So yeah, get get your Mercedes Benz carts in. It's like oh. I played that like a, a couple of weeks ago, like Mario Kart in a multiplayer setup with um, uh, my crew from Cambridge, and they um, like one of the one of them is like uh, he will know exactly who he is if he listens. <laughs> it's like in, he's the, he's so black and white about his tastes in video games, right? And it's like as soon as he saw the cart selection screen and was like, he was like, "What is this shit?" <laughs> it's like and immediately the game was dead to him okay like it's just too much option this is not what Mario Kart's about <laughs> too much option <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that would have been the problem really what you mean there'd be more problems but the racing's fine it's like it's Mario Kart well, the, it's nothing like, wrong with the racing the, the, the amount of selection is almost entirely pointless really like it's such minor changes. Yeah, I mean it does. I mean you can make some vehicles, like especially if you're one of the heavy characters that are kind of difficult to use. Yes, like Rick seems to imagine doing every time. <laughs> he just makes somehow the combination of things he creates. I can't remember what the combo was, but he did it, and it's like this is really hard. And I'm like, yeah, bullshit. <laughs> like, so I try, and it's like, oh, actually, this is kind of tricky. Yeah. That game has more depth than maybe we gave it credit for them, like because of that, I guess. But... Not really, though, because yeah. it's like you don't actually want any of these weird. It's like the... yeah, I do. Yeah, but you don't. I want to be able to make something that's stupid. Yeah, but there's no <laughs> actual benefit over the regular cart. You do better with a regular cart that you can actually no, control I... in the normal way. <laughs> I, want, I want something that encourages me to experiment. That's like like why F zero in F zero AX no, and not AX GX that ship customization mode kept me for much longer than it deserved to. Yeah, but that won't happen in Mario Kart because it's not really the same style of... It's like in Mario... There's no... Even though in theory they could have done it for Mario Kart where it's like make the off-road actually matter. Like the, the, how they yeah. used to try to do sort of where like the off-road stat... You see to, how much... You like, wouldn't lose so much speed try, taking shortcuts. Yeah. But uh, it's like they could have done that but they didn't, didn't really. No. <laughs> Basically, you have to use a boost to go over the shortcuts if it's an off-road one. Yeah. But then, but then I, just stop. But then I showed him, um, we actually got around to playing some multiplayer um, Sonic Transformed. Right. Which, as it turns out, it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Like, the actual main racing, the battle modes seemed kind of shit. Yeah. But naturally. I've never been a huge fan of the battle modes, except the N64 one, which is classic. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, that played quite well and he was like nope this is no good and I'm like why this is like <laughs> no customization in that one <laughs> like the, the, the thing he had a problem there is that well actually no, I kind of agree with him on this one it's still weird that that game has power ups that aren't really themed to anything Sega like fireworks and whirlwinds and yeah, but the, blowfish where not, the fuck is the blowfish coming there's not from? really any, anything in Sega that you can theme it to like well they, they sort of did with the first Sonic Racing like the, the dumb fire things would be boxing gloves actually where's from Red to Rumble I think <laughs> that's a bit of a stretch really yeah, maybe but they had like springs and well the spring is like the one yeah actually I can't really remember but they were slightly more themed what would you use as a homing missile that's themed on the Sega universe more Sonics. <laughs> Just fire Sonics at people. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I've done it again. Um, yeah. PlayStation Home is being officially closed in March. Maybe they'll make a new version. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do it ever like come a... out of beta, actually? I don't know. I forget whether it did or not. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been alive this long and they're finally deciding to kill it. 
You've written PlayStation. Who? I have, yeah. <laughs> After all that, we just, uh, can you get into it on PS4? I don't think oh, so. I think it's it only PS3 ever thing. came out on the 3, yeah. Uh, sense. You should go you into should it just... and see what's going on in that weirdness. All, it, it, all they need to do, we can, it, all, all we need to do is make sure that the option so you can make your top half dance a different dance <laughs> to your bottom half still exists. Yeah, that definitely needs that to exist. That was the best thing. <laughs> it's like all the Second Life people need to do to make an infinite amount of money is basically make Second Life accessible by an HTML5 web browser. <laughs> and then they can just port it to every console. <laughs> That's true. I don't know what like capability the modern the new consoles have for like allowing controller support in their browsers. There must be something they're thinking about. Well, you'd hope. Because <laughs> otherwise those are just going to be dumb, useless browsers forever, like they always have been. Yeah. The web platform, HTML5 and JavaScript, which is where what I write everything in, is terrible for games. It's not a good idea. No. <laughs> JavaScript is a terrible idea for games. I mean, you can make 2048 or whatever. That's fine. But anything beyond that, I don't think it's a good idea. And I love JavaScript, but it's just not, that's not what it's for, damn it. I was on the verge of starting to look at doing Unity programming. <laughs> I was this close to doing it, and then, then the then, but this was at lunchtime, yeah. And then another four hours passed, and of course, like end of working day, it's like fuck programming. <laughs> Wait, I thought right. of a better idea. I thought of a way the second life people can make even more money much easier. <laughs> How's that? Don't make it HTML5 man. We'll just make it so just do a deal with Sony to stream the video. Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's not like it needs to be. You're not doing anything that no. needs like. High ping or low ping. <laughs> well, so you want you need Gaikai Second Life on PS4. Yeah, they've made so much money because <laughs> it's basically home already. And just put, well, they could have a PlayStation Home Island in Second Life, right? Yeah, totally. And then and you start like, everyone off there, and then if you go outside, you see what Second Life really is. Did Second Life ever? Get, did Second Life ever get superseded, or did they ever like improve it? Like, does it look <laughs> like improved? A, it. Does it look modern now? Like, because it came out looking like garbage. <laughs> It's not like you know, great. It's better, right? So then, someone's still making it look. Yeah, they're still working on it. Of oh, okay, they probably still make a shit ton of money. You don't really hear any hear much about Second Life. Well, that's because everyone realised it was dumb. Yeah. There was that short period where everyone thought they were going to do With, virtual meetings. Yeah, big, big retailers were like investing in giant Second Life stores. But then they realised that the world is just full of an entire pile of dicks. Yeah, and also. We're going to pervert town. So that, so that should be cool. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Rollercoaster Tycoon World is a thing. Not much to say about it. No, luckily. Just, 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 just that it's a thing. Um, Ninja Fury. Uh, unfortunately, like just slightly disappointingly, they're not making a new DMC game. It's like it was revealed that they work. They were working on two franchises, one of which n- never got picked up. I can't remember what it was called, but they've made. They will be making the design documents available for available to it, to the public, so someone could else could try and make that game. But as it turns out, the, well, the one they did get green lighted on is something called Hellblade, that looks a lot like Heavenly Sword. Right, <laughs> looks a lot like all the other games that they make. Pretty much. But they, they are very good at character action games. I guess. Um, 
like DMC was sweet. And that's why I'm sort of disappointed that they're not just making DMC two, because that game was so good. But yeah, I don't know. But Ninja Fairy, I like those guys, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, and then the last bit of news I have that will segue into what I've been playing quite nicely <laughs> is that Super Time Force will be getting an Ultra Edition on Steam. Which is, I don't know, sort of awesome, because that game's pretty great. But so it's sort got, of, like, TF2 characters in, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll get, like, TF2 characters. It's getting, like, 50 new levels, apparently, which I think is more levels than the base game has. Well, they don't... Well, if we're talking about, the like, the le- those levels that they show in the video, they're clearly not, like, level levels. They're, like, challenging short ones. They're not, uh, they're not themed, I guess. Oh, okay. Or they're themed to virtual reality I suppose okay. they're themed to a training simulator well fair enough because there is a training simulator in the game it doesn't get used other than the training right. you never see it again yeah. once you've done that um, so maybe they're just reusing that tile set for some stuff um, so yeah it's, it's a little annoying because like this then starts asking the question like well what happens to Xbone users it's like do the early subscribers not get this content or is it going to come out as DLC um uh, you know, I've seen a number of like somewhat angry responses to this, being like, "Yeah, that's cool. When am I going to get it?" Type things. Um, like they were talking about other weird stuff as well. Like they've done an entire second version of the soundtrack that only plays when the game is running in slow motion, or something, right? Which happens so like, I mean, you can make it happen like that, but like maybe it's like when you're in the the time when time is stopped and you're rewinding the video or something, it plays a different version of that level's music. Or if it means when you pick up the slow power up, which only happens like a few times a level and you don't hear it for very long at a time. It's like, that's, that's weird. That's a lot of effort to go to. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But maybe they'll put that on the soundtrack or something, sell that separately. But you know, more super time for us. So segueing into what I've been playing, that game is pretty awesome. <laughs> and it's like, if if one of the things they're adding in the ultra mode is stuff like, I think the game would really benefit from sort of challengey type stuff because there are like a few achievements in the game where it's like, hey, do this level as the guy with a lightsaber, or do this guy as the the walking turd um, called Squirty Harry, and uh, like, I think it needs more of those because those actually add a sort of element of an extra level of challenge to some some of the some of the levels some of the gameplay it's and it's quite nice to sort of limit yourself like that because to be honest most of the time when i'm playing through that i sort of stick to the like the base characters that you get right at the start because they're just the most useful well, like because machine gunner has the spread fire and like sniper can shoot through balls and it's like you really only need those two for most of the game well that's because of the the because they, because they're the non-unlockable characters, like you could theoretically not unlock most of the other characters. Yeah, and the order in which you could get the other characters is like depends on which order you choose to go through the levels. So, so, so obviously, the base characters need to be good. Yeah, because otherwise you wouldn't be able to play the game. Yeah, they're, they're the most versatile, and so you use them all the time, which makes the others kind of not seen very often. I mean, I do use them like sometimes. Merlin is quite useful for his like static charge, especially when you're doing boss fights because his charge up power like fires a little ball that stays static for a while. So everything running through it gets hurt. Yeah. So on bosses, when like after you've run through it several times, the timing all gets kind of messed up. It's useful just to have these death zones planted about because then things are guaranteed to get hurt if they pass through them. Mm. And it's, um, 
uh, yeah, like having more restrictions like that, I think is going to be a good thing. It'll extend that sort of puzzly element to the game I sort of talked about before. Um, but it's cool. Really enjoyed it. Finished it. I've one thousand pointed it. So Excellent. there's still stuff, but there's still stuff to do. Like I haven't un- I haven't done the time challenges, um, and I haven't done the super hardcore mode that unlocks. Which actually sounds pretty cool as well. That sounds like a, a, a nice restriction that I might try out in the. So you can only. Different? Super hardcore mode forces you to only use every character once. Mm. So the more characters you have, obviously the better you're going to be able to but do this run mode. Out. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you, only, you can only use each person once before you're screwed, which means the life count is considerably lower, basically, than, than what you'll actually have. <laughs> but it sounds interesting. Might give that a try. Cool. Sounds hard. It certainly does. Super uh, Yeah, and that's what I've really got to say. I sort of recommend it, but maybe now don't get it and get the Steam version. Yep. When it comes out. Yeah, get the awesome Steam version. All the extra shit. Uh, I also technically finished Crimson Dragon. I've played through every mission on it now. And um, I only got caught up by the grind twice I think overall there was one time where I couldn't get to the get to a mission because I didn't have the right antibody so I had to go back and play that mission once until I got it and then it's like oh, okay now it'll let me in the next mission and then I realized that my dragon just wasn't strong enough to be able to do this well um, so I had to grind up its level for a bit but so I didn't get I didn't I don't find that criticism about how the game is structured to be that valid. Like a lot of people talked about that when it like got reviewed, but I don't think that's the problem. The problem is is that the levels just aren't very interesting. Right. And the general presentation of the game isn't very good. It's like for the money they're charging, I would you know, I would expect a much higher quality product. It's like it's 16 quid like unless you get it on games of gold. Yeah, it's just not good, right? No, it doesn't. If it was like a fiver, perhaps that's a justify. You wouldn't feel so bad. <laughs> but if you bought it on launch, I I think I'd feel a bit hard done by. Um, it's just like towards the end, you unlock, you start unlocking more areas. Thankfully, after those like three or four that I talked about before, it's like, is this all there is? No, there are a few more areas. Um, but one of them is like a, a sort of brown city of brown that's like covered in gun turrets that are randomly shooting all the time at like nothing and like it's so and the enemies that you some of the like enemies some of the turrets will shoot at you but it's hard to tell what those are because they're brown and it's like it's just a clusterfuck of visual nonsense and you can't see anything and that sums up that game quite nicely really it's like actually flying around and being able to play the game is made somewhat difficult like just hope that if you're using a ray weapon that it locked which is the like the classic shooting mechanic from panzer yeah. like if that weapon locks onto stuff when you press fire and like just hope for the best is because you can't really see what the fuck's going on on most of these levels or like or your own dragon will be in the way or your wingman that you have to put in front of you in order for it to shoot things in front of you is taking up more of the view so you can see a lot of your dragon and your wingman but that's about it it's like helpful yeah it's just it's just not a very well thought through 
game <laughs> at all. It's like the free to play chat trappings aren't actually that bad, and, and the wingman, the hiring wingman, the hiring wingman mechanic could have been somewhat interesting had more of my friends been playing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I haven't done any of the multiplayer stuff, like which is like co-op missions. But I'm in two minds about whether I should. A bit of me is just intrigued to see how that even works. Um, but yeah, I think you can safely avoid this one. Like if you if you need a dragon fix, just you know, get Panzer Order, <laughs> play that. Is that have you? You can play that on three sixty, right? Just about. You can, but it does occasionally crash. Right. Um, I don't think it was the most stable. No, I mean the last time I tried playing it is I played for a ton of, like half the game I think, and then it crashed. But the game is shit with auto saving. So right. unless you quit out manually, it doesn't save. Ah, okay. So, you so I lost everything. all my progress. I yeah. lost everything. Okay. So it's like, I haven't gone back to it since. <laughs> so I think if I was to go back to it, I should really get the original Xbox out where I had a lot more of the stuff unlocked, you know. Yep. I, although the like progression in that game was like classic old school progression where you didn't really know what it was you were supposed to be doing to get more stuff. Mm. Like you just sort of knew, well, maybe I should be doing better but I'm not quite sure how to define better. There was loads of like unlockable crap in that. Yeah, I, I think I only got like a really small portion of it, mm-hmm. like of my time. And I played the original version like on the OG Xbox tons. Yeah, I played it quite a bit too. Because it's a great fucking game. It's like it does what this what Crimson Dragon doesn't very well, which is like it makes every it level interesting. It, like every level makes the world more interesting. Hmm. Every well, and and the fact that you can fucking see the levels helps. And it's, <laughs> it's like every every level is a different challenge, different thing to see, different enemies to kill. It's all unique, which is so not the case in this. You get probably about eight levels in total with regurgitated, regurgitated, regurgitated <laughs> content. All of <laughs> so seriously, go play Panzer or. Like probably easier, go get a copy of Star Fox sixty four on the three DS. You know, <laughs> totally the same game. It's on rail shooter, and they're the two of the best. Play Res HD. They probably are the two best. Res is pretty good. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Don't forget about. How could I forget Res? Fuck Res. You know, fuck those two. Play Res. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, nah, Res Res is Res is is cool, but it's not the same because you can't move your ship. So it's like yeah, it's true. It's, uh, it's you know, Res is a very cool thing to behold, but mechanically, Panzer and Star Fox are probably better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, no one I actually got around to playing a tiny, tiny bit more. Well, not a tiny bit, I should play quite a bit more Beyond Two Souls. <laughs> right. <laughs> After, oh, like, a several-month hiatus, like, <laughs> no one was like, yeah, let's actually play this. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, convincing success. Um, <laughs> really? Well, I took it, just take it a while. I didn't bring it up every now and I said, like, we should really play Beyond. And she's like, eh. <laughs> um, So I think we're right at the end of that game. But, and some of the narrative stuff does get a bit more interesting, but because of the way they cut about, it's like, it does it in ways that make like 80% of the first, the first 80% of the game not really relevant because the stuff that's interesting is like right at the end and because of the out of time sequencing of the narrative you can like it sort of like suddenly goes 
oh, a spoiler alert, I suppose. <laughs> it's like, hey, Jody can see that this guy's family has died before they died, and or before he knew that, and was like, oh, so, and then the. the they die and he gets told and he gets messed up for weeks. And there's a couple of sequences where you're like going, eh, how are you doing? And he's still messed up. And then turns out that the, the entire game then happens. <laughs> and then right at the end, you figure out that he's trying to contact the dead in the world and the process of doing so is hurting them. And he goes mental ah, and makes his thing explode that could destroy the world or something. Uh, and all of that plays out like pretty much in sequence like that towards the end of the game. I, I do wonder if, the narrative would be better had they just played it through chronologically. Like instead of skipping about, just right, go through it like a normal it story. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, a, that works sometimes for some in, stories, but yeah, sure. I mean, in a way, the problem is it with it is, is there are a lot of little cuts, like a lot of sequences are quite short and then it will cut elsewhere in time and, and then cut back and you'll be like, Oh, so that's who that guy is. And that's why he's chasing her. And that's why this is happening. And, and, and you know sometimes those rev- those sort of like oh okay this is why it's happening sort of is kind of nice but it's not nice enough to warrant that structure. It's like because right. the actual sort of narrative beats are like really short when you when you start to really thinking about it. It's like this sort of happens and then that bit's done. Right, move on. This bit happened. Oh, and then you're done with it. Move on. It's like you could cut to the end <laughs> and you wouldn't really have to care much about the past stuff like the way it, because of the way it's structured. It's like ah. I don't know. That does seem like kind of a major flaw. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I so ones. sort of wanted to like it in places, but then when you sort of, whenever you think of it on the whole, it's like this isn't structured that well. It's like it feels like a story that someone's had. It'd be a great idea if, or we could have a storyline about this, and we could have a storyline about this, and they just managed it all in rather than having one coherent storyline, <laughs> even though it's based on one character. Ugh. So you get that kind of mishmash feel. Yeah. It doesn't feel coherent. It doesn't feel consistent. It, at times, it almost doesn't feel like one game. What do you think is going to happen with these guys? Do you think they'll go on... Who, Quantic Dream? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure they'll do just fine. Oh, yeah. You know, technology-wise, there are some moments in this which are just, you know, unbelievably impressive there are certain effects and certain shots in the game that look really great mm. and it's like when they're even when they're just rendering jody that's some of the best stuff in the game like the menu screen just has a close-up of ellen page's face like taking up half the screen and it's like it's amazingly detailed it's like so like how they some of that some of the tech they're using is great yeah uh, but if they don't marry it they just, like yeah like, some decent- yeah yeah this this wasn't a good example. I think Heavy Rain is a good example of what you can do. Right. Um, a lot of people sort of say, ah, it's flawed. But, you know, I, I enjoyed my time with it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh-huh. And a good example of how you could steer it. This is not how you steer it. It's like, I don't know. The, the illusion of choice, it's, and it is an illusion because I don't think it affects the story in any way, any choices no. you have. It just always affects how a scene plays out, maybe. And I don't know, why do they have you doing such mundane things? It's like there's a scene where you're supposed to be on a date, but it makes you go through the action of cleaning up your apartment and then cooking food and potentially ballsing up the food. And it's like, 
I don't know. That's this isn't an interesting segment. Like, <laughs> that interesting, really boring. Yeah, that 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 whole bit was really preparing crap. for a date. Like, yeah, and then the the date was super awkward, and yet somehow still resulted in them nearly getting it on. And it's it's like I what well, I don't understand what's going on here. None of this feels either engaging or remotely realistic with like people talking to each other. Bah humbug. <laughs> but when it gets good, when the action gets going, it's actually kind of fun. Like when when the crazy shit is happening, like when you're in an underwater I don't know what it even what nation it's supposed to be. Let's go with Chinese. Like an underwater Chinese base investigating some underwater trying to replicate the technology that talks to the other world. It's like and you get tortured for a bit, and some guy gets like blinded or something. It's like shit's going batshit crazy. The game's pretty good. It does action quite well, but the writing's just guff. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I mean, a lot of games have crappy writing, but I mean, they they're not hanging yeah, game, the whole game. Yeah, this on game it, hangs you know? on it, yeah, completely. Yeah, which is real, real shame. Uh, what else have I been doing? Oh, oh I played... Th- the one other thing I should probably mention is I played through the entirety of a little indie game called Tiny and Big in Grandpa's Leftovers. Okay. So I'm assuming, like, maybe in Germany or wherever this game was made. Like, <laughs> I think it was Germany. <laughs> that, like, maybe Tiny and Big are some characters that they're trying to make a continual thing out of, but, you know, the rest of the world isn't aware of. Or, I don't know about that. Yeah, or maybe the company just wanted to make them a thing or something. Maybe. Uh, I don't or, know. or maybe it's just ironically meant to look like they are. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But it's like a, it's a little indie game. It's all sort of cartoony. It's done it, it's done in an art style that reminded me a lot like of, of old Rugrats or our real monsters, sort of squiggly line art sort mm-hmm. of look to it um which is kind of cool because you don't see you don't see that very often um it's essentially a platformer but it's sort of a puzzle platformer where the idea is to just essentially progress through the level um if it it, by any means you can but its mechanics are sort of unique in that you get presented with an environment and your main tool is a cutting laser that you can use to um make one clean cut across the um, length of an object um, and then you have a uh, grappling hook and some rockets in order to be able to push that object around once you've cut it free mm-hmm. so the idea being that in order to like perhaps you make some steps for yourself in order to be able to climb up this thing like you'll carve it in half and then pull half of it down and then you can stand on it and it's, um... so in that respect it's actually kind of unique how it works it's like so the opening area makes it all look very promising. It's like it, you get this big sort of like um, circular area and around the edges of it, you can sort of see in the distance these sparkling objects and you have to try and figure out how to climb up what looked like sheer rock faces at first um, in order to, to get to those objects. And there's a few secrets there and stuff. And that this, the first area of the game is kind of interesting because you're sort of figuring out how to how you could potentially do these things with the environment. Mm. And it's, and that's kind of cool. It's, it's, it's not something uh, I think it's a sort of problem solving that takes a while to get your head around. And it's because it is quite new. I don't know. I'm not sure I've ever played something that works in quite the same way. Sounds um, cool. 
and it's got a, it's got a nice style to it. Like the soundtrack is kind of cool. I'm trying to think like how to describe it. It's sort of like for some reason I want to think like I don't know a bit Mexican to it or something. But then it's sort right. of like but then it's sort of like smooth rock in places, and there's some stuff that. Well, only uh, only us are going to understand this. That are very reminiscent of a certain John Barlow. <laughs> and it's, oh, really? What in this kind of style? Yeah, sort of like I don't know. It's 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 not like hard indie or any places, but it's got like right. sort of I don't know certain tones and certain vocals and certain certain meanderings, I suppose, that remind me of some some the some Barlowisms. <laughs> but uh, so I think this, I think the soundtrack's neat. It's kind of cool. Um, I'm still. If I find think of a way of like of, of a, something similar I can compare it to, then I'll let you know. But until then, trust me on it. Okay. Um, where it sort of then falls apart is everything after that first area. It's like the the, the whole sort of it doesn't really introduce new mechanics as the game goes on, which is like sort of disappointing because that's how like a lot of puzzle games kind of work. It's like, get them used to one thing so they can figure it out and then add some more stuff so you can solve some more complicated problems. Or, But then the game sort of tries to go more like funneling you towards a certain objective, like make the levels get bigger. And so in order to get there, there's like more of a defined route in order to get there. Right, yeah. Except at the very start of the second level, I had to look up where the fuck to go because it's just like, there's plenty of things around me that I could cut but none of them seem to lead to anything. Um, and it turns out there's like a tiny little, like there's a room full of like what looked like blocked up holes, except one of them isn't blocked up, except you can't really see it because it's pitch black. And it's like, you're supposed to go down there. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, from that moment on, my opinion of the game dropped and never recovered. Because it's just, for all the neat ideas they have, and it feels like they don't really ever use them like well enough like the first level sets such a high standard of like like just exploration and dicking about in this world in order to find things that then you get put into this linear thing yeah it's a bit too constricted yeah it doesn't 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 feel as good and it's like there are secrets to be found don't get me wrong like there's there may be uh, some panels that uh you can cut through and there's stuff behind and then you can if you can get to that that location you may find like a a little puzzle in order to get another bit of music or something because mm-hmm. music's are collectibles which is great like they're playing to their strengths there it's like if you have a good soundtrack you want to cert- to to find the other tunes in the game definitely yeah it's an incentive um, so that's a, that's a good pickup uh and then those those can be kind of interesting but you're sort of at the mercy of physics and it's like so sometimes you could do something and the physics will go one way and sometimes you'll try to do it again and it will just go completely wrong and the yeah. object you're trying to drop from the ceiling will fall down a big hole so then you can't use it. And then you're like, well, what the fuck do I do now? And the answer is you push the reset button. <laughs> really? And you do that, that sequence again. So yeah, you do it, it. It's kind of encouraged, sort of. It's like, yeah, if you get stuck, just press O and you'll go back to your last checkpoint. I don't know why they picked O. Um, As in, oh shit. Yeah, and sometimes those checkpoints are too far apart. Like the game doesn't do timed checkpoints; it does them like when you reach a certain point, but only does it the first time you reach that point. So you can't even game the system to like say quick save you something before you try something. Like so, if you're trying to go off the beaten path, chances are you might not get a checkpoint because you're mm. doing something that's not on the on the main route. You're trying to get to a secret. So if you fuck it up, then you just get put back to where you are. And you've got to try and do your whole climbing maneuver again, which can be really annoying. 
That does sound irritating. And it also tries to do like sort of boss encounters. So you play as Tiny and okay. Big has stolen the pants, which give him <laughs> like pants. special powers, like being able to throw rocks at you and stuff. So the, the so when they throw rocks at you, you either get like crushed by them and die, or you get out of the way of them, or you can cut them in midair and hope that the pieces don't land on you, which is like that's a lot of random right there. Does that work most, most of the time? Or most of the time, you're better off just trying to avoid the things rather than cutting them. Yeah. Because when you cut them, there's no guarantee that the pieces are going to split off them in a way that's not going to hurt you. But it does lead to when it does work. It can be like pretty awesome because like something will be flying right towards you. You'll get a last second cut right through the middle of it, and the two splits will just zing past you, and you're like, "Okay, that was cool. That was like a, that was a neat moment using yeah. what your game is made of." Um, cool. And there's a couple of places where that's forced upon you to do, and it's uh, those are kind of cool. But on the whole, any sort of encounter with Big is just kind of well, cut him off wherever he's standing, and he'll fly away. <laughs> it's like just keep doing that. It's like, and that's all. That's the, that's all the game has to throw at you, really. It's like towards the end, there are some put the pants in the hole type puzzles, but <laughs> and it forces you to use the environment to like make that uh, a, a possibility, um, so you can move the pants to the hole. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a. Uh, it's fortunately not very long. Like I finished it in four hours, although one hour of that was spent entirely in that first a- area. Really? Yeah, because that's where I had the most fun. The like, fun part. Just, yeah, yeah. Finding all the trying to work out how to get to get to places and figuring out the mechanics, and then I figured them out, and it got boring. That was got longer and li- linear. Yeah, but I played through it nonetheless. Yeah, I did my normal thing of like, God damn it, I've got to get through this. <laughs> So I don't know. It's it's worth a look if you can. Like, like I got it in a humble bundle, so it's like yeah. it's worth a look. Like for just the, the curiosity of the mechanics, because it's they are kind of interesting, but it's not ultimately a particularly great execution. Okay. So yeah, a lot of Rob Star ranting this week, naturally. <laughs> but I'm done. Is that okay. it? That's your section? Okay. Cool. Uh, Zach, what have you been playing? Well, there's only two things to talk about this time, and one of them's not really anything to talk about, as it turns out. (laughs) (laughs) There's two things to talk about, but one of them's not anything to talk about. Yep. (laughs) Because I played a bunch of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon again, finished it again, (laughs) (laughs) and and then maybe this will be the time when I commit to the save and actually try and grind out the, the super long term end of game stuff you didn't just go for that last time like, no. so when you say commit to the save you have to like like delete delete well yeah there's only one safe start yeah because <laughs> it's not meant to it's just like pokemon there's never more than one safe slot oh, that's so dumb it's like in pokemon oh, i don't know it's, it's it's just it's always just felt like maybe in like the gbc but in the old game boy versions yeah one save slot probably makes sense for technological reasons yeah it's like nowadays there's no reason for that come on it's like all it is is a reason for multiple people to buy multiple ds's and multiple copies of the game well yeah yeah <laughs> of course it's like so that, it, so that children the brothers and sisters can't share yeah that's what it's for so they have evil to buy. also is your three, uh, 
No, okay, that just pulses. It's like, is your 3DS on with the blue lights on? Yes, it is on. With the blue lights on. Does pulsing just mean it's on standby? The pulsing means it's a Nintendo console, because that's what they all do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Wii, I, know, I suppose the Wii U does pulse now, like when the when it has a notification, the gamepad's home button lights up. Yep. But it doesn't light up the entire drive bay like the Wii. No, no, it doesn't flicker in your eyes if you're unfortunately sleeping on my floor. <laughs> Uh, and then the only other thing really to talk about is I actually finally got round to attempting to start to play Witcher 2 oh, yeah, I really? installed for like any time up yeah come on tell, us, tell me I'm interested in this the first thing I need to know because I can't remember is did Dan actually play this yeah I played a bit of it like how much is a bit though uh, uh, it was ages ago my PC couldn't quite it wasn't very well optimized, as far as I could tell. Like, it didn't run that well. It always anyway. it was known as being a bit of a. Well, the other important question on that front, I guess, is did you play it before they did the enhanced edition, where they tried to patch it and fix it? Uh, probably. And put a tutorial in. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I remember out. being quite confused. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, everyone, I remember when that game came out, everyone reviewed it, saying like, because the, the first level's like called Trial by Fire or something, and it, and it is. Because you don't know what the fuck's going on, and it's super hard. Okay, that's not what... I don't think that... That might have been talking about Witcher 1, possibly. Oh, maybe. Maybe. But I, I seem to remember Witcher 2 also didn't really have any kind of actual tutorial. Because hmm. now, it, now it does, and it's sort of... I don't know, maybe it is... Maybe I say it's sort of clear that it is a tutorial that they've added, because it's just a separate place. <laughs> like, you just... Here's a li- it's sort of... They couch it in the sort of story telling aspect of the way the rest of the game is it's not really narrated but like the text of it is as if someone was writing down the tale of what was happening oh so the tutorial is like here's a little side story that happened just before all this other shit i see (laughs) where he goes to an island that mysteriously has a like arena fighting tournament where you learn how to fight (laughs) is that how the majority of the narrative is told through these like text written bits or does it go like vocal and well I mean the characters in the story talk about what the fuck's going on okay but if you want the actual sort of more expansive backstory of it oh right if you want the world building lore sort of to some extent it's sort of basically the same as like Mass Effect's codex really oh okay. where it's like right. it recaps what happened but with a more sort of detailed description well a more sort of story like description where right. it tells you like what here's the tale of how this guy found this secret passage or whatever the fuck. I wonder if some of that's lifted from the book. Or well, that's that. what I was thinking, because it's yeah. I mean, like, it obviously has some elements of a sort of book quality to it. Mm. To yeah, well, it's all based on books, right? Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, so I tried to play... Well, and the other thing about the tutorial that, that this tutorial that they added is it has the thing at the end where it's like, here's an endless fight. How, how far you get into this fight will determine what your recommended difficulty uh, is. Maybe I do remember this. Yeah, maybe okay. I did have the enhanced edition. Okay. Yeah, but so yeah. I tried... You get to this... You do the whole tutorial and it's like, it's fine, I guess. It's still... It still doesn't really tell you everything about the game. It's still not a particularly great tutorial overall. Hmm. But so you get to the end and you get to the, the, the final infinite fight and it's like defeat as many enemies as you can and I was like okay first three enemies they're just dudes that's easy kill them kill that, kill that guy kill that guy kill that guy but then so it's like a wizard spawns and I'm like well obviously I want to take him out because he's a ranged guy and I'm a melee guy so obviously I want to concentrate on this wizard so I turn to look at the wizard 
I'm just about to hit him, and then just like a random monster runs up behind me and one shots me. <laughs> I'm like, okay then. Okay. <laughs> but apparently that's normal difficulty. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise attack murdering you one shot from behind makes you normal difficulty. Yeah, from what, from what I remember, there just seems to be like, you have to get to a point where you have a routine, like, you know, set yourself up. Yeah, well, it seems like, like from what I've seen, that a lot of it is about... It's weird. It's like it's, it requires discipline. Well, you play. have to do... You, the, sort of what I think is a problem with it is the idea of, like, the preparation, where you can, like, meditate and then drink potions and shit that give you buffs or whatever. Mm. But that's sort of... It's the classic, like, JRPG problem of, like, you don't know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to go in there and die, and then be like, okay, this time I can drink the correct potions to counteract what's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, is it, can you not see what you're about to face from afar and then make some decisions? Well, I haven't really got or... far enough into the game to know whether it's right. going to be set up that kind of way to okay. allow you to sort of predict what you're about to You're just being against. thrown into fights. and Yeah. Because, I mean, the bit that I've actually played is what probably counted as the original tutorial of the game, which right. is like the prologue, basically. Well, maybe that's the Trial by Fire I'm referring I to. I don't or... remember it ever saying Trial by Fire, so... <laughs> Unless you put that up somewhere. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's just what everyone called it, even yeah. if it's not the, the game name. but Possibly. Or level name. So I played through like this whole prologue section, and it's, you know, it maybe was meant to be a tutorial itself but it's still like not fucking easy <laughs> even on normal difficulty and the, like I think the I haven't got into how this whole combat system works and I have the feeling from what some things that I read people talking about it, that like it gets it's like there's a difficulty spike right at the start before you put any levels into like the skill tree and stuff mm. like as soon as you start actually specking a character and and having skills to do things in a more in a more like precise way, like you're actually trying to build a character to do a thing in a specific way, then it becomes easier. But what, like right at the start, when it's just generic and you haven't leveled up at all, it's actually quite difficult because it's just you can only do the generic things. Yeah. You haven't developed your technique for dealing with these situations, and it's just throwing you right, right and, into and this. And there's no way to develop your technique until you get through them. Yeah. So there's, it seems like there's going to be some, that kind of difficulty spike right at the start. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, this whole prologue bit is obviously linear, because I'm not sure how much open-worldness there is to it, because obviously I haven't actually got to it yet, but it seems like there might be some amount. Yeah, I remember, I think there is. It, or at least there's a number, enough branches to make it sort of feel open enough. Yeah. yeah. But then, so, the combat system... I also saw some people complaining about how it had changed since Witcher 1. But, I mean, what I'm, uh, all, from what I've seen of the combat system so far, it's like I'm hoping for Witcher 3 they just basically nick Batman combat. <laughs> and it's really dumb to say that because everyone fucking nicks the Batman combat. And sometimes it's, so it's bad. Good. Sometimes it's bad when it's not Batman because no yeah. one else has managed to fill it off fully yet. But it's like, yeah. it feels, this game feels like that's almost what they wanted to do but didn't at the time. And I, would this have been before that Batman game? Probably. Um, Witcher 2, though. Yeah, Witcher 2 might have been around the same time as Arkham Asylum. It's, I mean, it's quite a while ago, isn't it, Witcher 2? Yeah. yeah. But it's also like... Witcher Tar. So it's sort of trying to do a combat system that is like a very simplified, but you only have two attacks, basically, is the first thing. 
like a light attack and a heavy attack. And you attack whatever you're looking at. So, you, you know, you swing the camera around to attack the different enemies. So there's no, it's not like the Batman system, so you can't, like, chain it. It's not basically, basically it's not automatic targeting, which is actually one of the first things that really fucks you up when you're trying to learn how to play Witcher 2, because it's, you have to be, you have to, because, well, actually the thing that fucked me up is there's a lock-on button where you're like, you know, you lock onto an enemy, so you always mm. target that enemy. And after a few times playing through the same fight and dying repeatedly, I realised you don't actually want to use the lock-on button ever. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it actually completely fucks you up. You're, you're like, because you actually want to be able to swing the camera to like whoever's nearest or whatever and just attack them. And then as they stumble back, swing onto another guy and attack them. Because it's not automatic. And if you're locked onto a guy, then you're always attacking towards that guy, regardless of where he is. Oh, right. So yeah. you might not be in range, and you might be diving through another enemy to who's in front of him or something. So it's like, you don't actually want to use the lock-on at all. You just want to use the, the camera-facing lock-on, I suppose it is. Right. It, whoever's in whoever's the most in the central. The screen, yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, for in a sort of similar problem to that, that's to do with how you fight, it's like you have these two attacks, the light and heavy, and I haven't really noticed it yet, but I saw people talking about it, that it's not just light and heavy, it also depends on like what direction the enemy is relative to you causes different attack animations. Mm. So at the point where you don't know that, it's just like sometimes you'll just get locked into an animation that's a bit too long or it goes in the wrong direction and you'll get hit. So it's like people have been suggesting that you actually sort of have to learn, like, never use the backwards-left attack, because that one's really bad. Oh, right. <laughs> it's like, that seems a bit complicated, but yeah. I'm not sure whether I'm not sure whether that's just people complaining too much, like they're being a bit picky. Well, like you'll you'll find out, a dark, Yeah. A bit of a Dark Souls yeah. thinking coming into play. But then the, pro- the, the problem that I've been having to do with positioning is that you have the block, your block, and you don't have a shield, you just block with your sword. I guess because you don't. He doesn't use a sword. Uh, doesn't use a shield, I suppose. Hmm. So he just holds his sword up. But it's a very. It's like the problem I have with it is it's a, it's a super directional block. So it only blocks things that are quite in front of you. So any right. attacks from the side or behind you'll get hit. Hmm. Which is you know that's fine in theory. But the trouble is like when you're holding the block button, you can't rotate. It just locks you in whatever direction you're facing. I see. So you have to like unblock, run in a little circle to reorient yourself to wherever the next enemy's coming from, and then re-block. So Which, does it, what kind of pace does this all happen? <clears throat> it's mm, I don't know, it's sort of Well, I haven't really got to see how it works when there's large amounts of enemies or right. or more complicated enemies, because at the start it's just like other dudes with swords and sometimes there's like five or six of them. <laughs> and then you just but then because that's as big as they get like oh well maybe i don't know because because you're like you're trying to maneuver so that there's no one behind you obviously yeah which is the first thing so you can like roll and run around and like an idiot so they all shuffle up to you really slowly as they always do <laughs> and then try and pick them off and like hit the weak ones first and then deal with the other guys later or whatever yeah. so it's it's not it doesn't seem too bad. It's just this awkward control scheme to get around. And that's only with the sword. Because then, in theory, you have like other stuff you can do, like magical attacks and, and traps that you put on the oh, floor. Yeah, yeah. The traps, apparently, from what I remember people talking about, like the traps are super, super useful. Well, it's another problem with like 
having to prepare. Yeah. Because it's like, you can try and lay a trap in the middle of the combat, but if you get hit, that'll fuck you up, of course. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're exposing yourself. And it's sort of the same for some of the magic, where, like, certain elements, certain types of magic take, a, like, a second or two to fire out. Okay. I mean, there's the easy, like, lightning shot where you just, like, pew, <laughs> and you shoot someone. And that's fine. And then the other problem with that system is the switching magic is incredibly awkward. It's like it's like a radial menu. You hold down the button and it pops up a thing and time slows down while you're in here and then you go over to the radial menu and then you go to the different type of magic and then you unrelease and then you hit the magic button. And it's like, and it still takes time. Yeah, that's just like really awkward. Yeah. I think I might reconfigure the controls because I'm playing with the controller, which is another thing to talk about because you can play it with the mouse and keyboard or the controller. But then the controller should be okay because Enhanced Edition was the one for, that actually came out on console, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the right. controller seems to work okay, and I like—I think I prefer playing it that way because when I tried it with the keyboard, it seemed like even more difficult. <laughs> right. But the thing about the keyboard is, you can just like hit the number keys to change the, your different types of magic. Right. So it's like that part. This is, is much easier. Yeah. So I might reconfigure the controls. So instead of instead of having to go to the radial menu to switch the magic, I might just bind which bind because there's five different kinds of magic so I might just bind whichever one or two that I think I'm going to use the most to like maybe the lock on button <laughs> here are that yeah put <laughs> <laughs> the actual useful thing in there instead yeah, can you use the keyboard and the gamepad at the same time if you're standing there you know well that you was know, the thing like... I was thinking about because I'm not sure whether you can and I might have to try that because you can't what I need, which is, this is the actual thing, which is an incredibly precise nitpick about it, and it's only because of the Advanced Edition, and it's like, it's something they've forgotten to do, basically, when they patch the Advanced Edition, is in your inventory menu, you can use the left and right bumpers to page through the different, like, groups of items, so it's like weapons and armor and whatever, so you can page mm. through those, and it, and it shows you the little item list, but then next to that, page system there's a four little icons that let you sort your inventory by different conditions like weight or whatever weight or value so if you need to get rid of something heavy so you can <laughs> free up your encumbrance mm. you need to sort it by weight and then get rid of the heavy shit but unfortunately because they forgot to do it there's no way using the controller to access those four buttons no oh. <laughs> really which really sucks it's just like well that's incredibly unhelpful <laughs> And so, so then I thought, well, maybe I can just use the mouse. Mm. But the trouble with, with that is, is they haven't let you do that because, well, they have sort of. Because while you're using the controller, the mouse totally still works because it's just invisible. <laughs> oh, great! Oh. <laughs> so you can you can jiggle the mouse over the screen until you see the icons highlighting, and then you <laughs> then click on them. <laughs> sure, there must be a way of getting to those. <laughs> that sounds like such an oversight. Well, I mean, I tried to Google it to see if that was the case, and I could only find like one thread where someone mentioned it, and it was like, no, we don't like they have to do this either. Balls. So it's like, well, that's great. Very helpful. I wonder what it's like on the consoles then. Do those buttons just not appear? Or well, that, that, are they yeah, there but inaccessible? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the, if, if this advanced version is the same as the console one, then those buttons would exist and then it's just like you can't use them. Weird. And there's also no actual explanation what those buttons are. I just had to work it out by clicking on them and then see how it changed the imagery sort of thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess that's a picture of a weight. <laughs> I guess this weird symbol means alphabetical. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, this all backs up what I've heard about this game before, is that it's actually quite mechanically sound, if hard, but made somewhat needlessly inaccessible. Yeah, it's like a lot of the bits and pieces around it seem like it's going to be a problem. I hear that, like, originally there there wasn't any way to s- store shit in your inventory, so you always had to work within the limits of your inventory. 
but apparently in the advanced edition they added some kind of storage. Yeah, right. I haven't actually seen that yet, so I don't know. Mm. And I'm already over encumbered after the prologue. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also because it doesn't really tell you it has a junk category for literal junk. And you know, you assume that everything else is going to be important at some point. Where it's like, oh crafting materials that must be for crafting. <laughs> so but then you don't know what to get rid of and what to keep, apart from the junk. And then it doesn't really Oh, I, I just remember the very important thing that makes mouse and keyboard incredibly annoying compared to controller is when you're looting containers. Right. When you're in the controller, actually looting containers in either control scheme is a big pain in the ass because I'm not sure whether you legitimately can't loot them until you've scanned them. Right. Because basically you have your stupid witch and medallion and you touch it and it goes, well, and scans the environment, which is useful for, like, detecting threats and enemies and hitting okay, shit. Yeah, yeah. But it also highlights any lootable containers. I'm not sure whether you literally can't access them until you've seen that, or whether it's just, like, I'm not looking at them correctly <laughs> to actually be able to access them. Because a lot of the time, i just like, why could I not? I can see this enemy has dropped a small bag, which is clearly his loot on the ground, but I can't pick it up. <laughs> and then you scan it, and it's like, okay, now I can pick it up, apparently. Weird. So yeah, then with the controller, you just look at it, it highlights, and then you hit X or whatever, and you lose it, and it just loots everything. But on the piece, on the mouse and keyboard version, you look at it, you click, it pops up a little box that tells you what's in it, and then you click loot all, which is incredibly inconvenient, because you're like, my mouse cursor is not there, so I'm having to move my mouse to the loot all button every time I'm looting a container. Oh, I see. <laughs> Rather than just one buttoning it. Yeah, and like, like it's like when in Guild Wars when you discover the AOE loot. Yeah, and you're or, like, or never the, go back. Or just the loot all even in Guild Wars when you because it used you have by default it pops up the little loot window box and you click on each individual thing. You'd never had that because I probably told you to turn that off immediately. No, I'm sure. Like when you ran over an enemy, it would just immediately loot everything as long as you could hold it. Like, no, but it would only do it on that enemy you were standing over. No, right? it, it, used, it pops up a little window, the loot window, and then oh. you click on each individual thing. I must have been doing that for ages. Yep, that, I probably, I probably did tell you immediately because mm. I turned that off immediately as well. Because <laughs> why would you? Why would you not lose all? There's never any reason not to lose all. <laughs> yeah, because you can always do something with crap. And the same for The Witcher. I mean, even if it over encumbers you, that doesn't. You know, you just that's the classic thing about encumbrance type inventories is. You're always going to want to loot all, and then look in your inventory and kick out whatever is the least valuable. Yeah. Presumably you get to a point where it's like, right, well, I can no longer carry items like this. And Well, what's? why don't they have things like where you can pick the bits you want from the chest, like, like in KOTOR or whatever? Well, I mean, that is theoretically what that mouse version of the interface is, yeah. where it shows you the list of what's in there and then you can pick and yeah. choose. But 90% of the time, you're just going to hit loot all. Yeah. It's like assuming you have space to do it. Is there a keyboard shortcut? Like, can you just hit A and then loot all? But, I mean, it's a mouse-clickable button. It might be, like, E or something. Also, that's the other problem with the keyboard controls is because you need to have... You've got your movement, you've got your left mouse button for light attack, right mouse button for heavy attack, but then you need a button for block as well, which you need to be holding down a lot side in button. order to be in the block phase. Side button on your mouse. Well, yeah. If you don't have a side button mouse, you're fucked. Because <laughs> then it's, like, E. <laughs> hmm. And then you've got, like, Q for magic and... Little finger. Yeah, it's not, not easy on the keyboard. The controller makes it more accessible mm. to hit the right buttons. So, yeah. 
it's it's just like quite awkward and quite difficult. And the other trouble with it is sometimes you just I feel like sometimes I just get hit from things that are out of hit range. It's like that guy's swing didn't go anywhere near me, and it just murdered me one shot. Mm. Or like I should have blocked that, but apparently that angle was just outside the block zone. <laughs> yeah, that it looks worse than it is. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, may, I probably should continue a bit past the prologue. <laughs> yeah, get to like it's like the, is it like the Final Fantasy Thirteen problem? It's like keep going till it gets good. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> and the other thing that I found one more thing that I found weird about it is like well, two more things technically is like the writing of the of the text and the sound effects. They use some hella generic sound effects. No, really. But it's like you when you're drinking your potions before the battle, it uses the goddamn potion drinking sound effect that was used in fucking theme hospital for when you're drinking for when the patients are drinking stuff in the pharmacy. It's <laughs> that same fucking sound effect. Oh wow. It's like how old is that sound effect? I really thought they could get away with it because it's that old. It's not even a very good sound effect from, from <laughs> drinking drinking noise. It's like incredibly sort of cartoony drinking noise, I suppose you call it. <laughs> and then the other weird thing that I thought was odd about the writing is this is clearly not... I mean, it's clearly like... I guess you'd call it an M-rated game. I don't know what its actual rating was. But, you know, there's fucking boobs all the way to Oh, yeah, that's, 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 that's known. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know... You you fucking boom almost immediately. <laughs> There's no holding back on the swearing either, mm. <laughs> which is pretty funny when the first guy you're rolling around with is like the king, and he's like, "What the fuck do we want?" Which <laughs> <laughs> is pretty funny. It seems really sort of weirdly out of place, doesn't it, in fantasy worlds? Like swearing, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. And for the king to be doing it also, although he is like literally in combat with you, so he's okay. not like yeah. he's not like a pansy ass king. He's like a hardcore king. <laughs> he's, a, he's a fighter king. But then, so they will. They they literally say fuck quite a lot, mm. or not quite a lot. I mean, several times. But then, for some reason, they also seem to have the the classic style like fake swear word. Oh really? Where where so sometimes it's like fuck, and sometimes it's like they they for some reason their fake swear word is plow, where it's like <laughs> what plow those guys? <laughs> I'm like what, why? You already had fuck. That was fine. Yeah, <laughs> but no, we have to have plow. Maybe it's, maybe, <laughs> it's, maybe it's Polish. <laughs> well, I guess. I mean, it could be some weird translation. Plow those. <laughs> but there doesn't seem to be any reason to not just. They already have shit and fuck, and it's like, why did you have to come up with this other swear word that sometimes they use? <laughs> well, plow me. Yep. Plow the plowers. Plow the plowing flowers. <laughs> exactly. It's really weird. So yeah, that's that, I guess. Maybe I'll play some more. That's cool that you're trying. Just for also, it runs okay if you turn the. There's one option which is clearly is an advanced edition option where it's just like super sampling. Of oh, course, okay. fucks, yeah, yeah. fucks it up real good. But it, everything else I have on hide is fine. Okay, cool. Um, just for completeness, it's like Arkham Asylum actually came out in 2009, and Witcher 2 was 2011. Yeah. Uh, about the same time as Arkham City. Hmm. So they so actually they, failed at ripping it off. Then they had two years to rip it off. Yeah. <laughs> So hopefully Witcher 3 will solve that problem. Well, it I mean, looks I, like there's some gameplay footage of Witcher 3 from Gamescom. I need to check it to see if they've sold it. They didn't look too well. I, I seem to remember the E3 it looks demo where he's fighting those dudes in the forest. Yeah. That looks kind of more fluid, at least. Yeah, definitely. Mm. 
it's like everything looks much more immediate like yeah. no fair thing about like yeah and i don't know the world is probably more open from my understanding of how those games work but i'm not not so sure probably it, no. I don't, don't really know enough to make a comment it looks like a I think that they're going for a different feel in Witcher Three for what they have done before. Probably, like make it a bit more, bit more actiony. I think than RPG. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. Awkward. No, be interesting. Uh, interesting to see if you like keep keep up with it. What you make of it? Yeah. It's it's not one of Witcher is just a series that for some reason has never appealed to me. I don't know. Seems like quite an investment. If even Zach is struggling to like get into it, yeah. I mean, and it's not like Demon Souls where that's like half the point is that it's stupid, yeah, and hard to get into. Well, is it? Maybe it is. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, it's, you know, it's a challenge for the PC master race as well. Well, I think the whole it's like it's because it's in Dark Souls the combat is built around that entire thing. It's like, it's all about animation priority and blocking yeah. and parrying and doing the right thing at the right time. Whereas in this, it feels like it should be more fluid than it is. Mm. It's just like, I'd like to just be able to jump from guy to guy and be like, stab, 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 but you can't. <laughs> you have to wait for them to hit you and then they go into a sudden animation and then you attack them. <laughs> mm. And it's just not very complicated about it. Maybe it is later on. Maybe. Mm. I, I mean, you, supposedly one of the first things you should unlock, in regardless of how else you're going to spec your character, is the ability to like actually do counters, basically. So when someone attacks you, you there's an icon that pops up and then you hit the button to actually counter it, mm. rather than just blocking and waiting for them to go into a stun animation, which is the <laughs> old way of countering. Mm. So yeah, maybe I'll get further in that. Maybe cool. I'll unencumber myself so I don't have to walk wherever <laughs> walk the fuck everywhere. we're going. <laughs> Which is pretty funny because the, the AI, the NPCs I'm with are like, are you coming? All the time. <laughs> they've, they've got the classic, like, slightly too short triggers on their sound loops. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're away from them for, like, 10 seconds, they're like, hurry up, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always funny, that stuff. Cool. <laughs> Does it look like? Yeah, it looks well. Oh, it right. was at the time. It was considered one of the best looking games. Like, I mean, it looks pretty good. I've just the only bits I've the only places I've been are like ruined castle <laughs> and dark forest. <laughs> so I haven't really seen. Yeah. You you want to see it when it's in the open, don't you? Yeah, I want to see like maybe some interesting watery areas and yeah. forests and that kind of stuff. That would be where it will really show off if if it's that good. Awesome. I just remember, like, I remember the early shots, like, just, this is a classic thing for me, but it was one of those games that really sort of lauded in its texture detail in places. Yeah. It's like, you know, the bits of chain mail or something, the detail on that is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that. Did you play anything, down? I mean, we're miles over time, but you might as well say something if you've got something to say. Not really. I carried on trying to do FTL, but I still can't do normal mode with the. Although I did try the NG ship on 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 easy mode last time, and that was like pretty a walkover until the end. I got blown up on the last on the last boss because I screwed it up. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. So maybe I should try the NG ship on normal because I was just getting. I got to the point on normal with the Kestrel where I thought I was doing everything right, but 
it was more like attrition. It wasn't like one thing went horribly wrong, you know, that you're going along fine and then it all goes to, sh- to shit on one, one, mm. one fight. It was more like I oh, was. You had, the, I, you had the steady decline that you. Yeah, steady about. decline. I got to the point where I was taking hull damage and then I was spending all my money on it. And then I got yeah. to the point where I had enough defense to just about be okay. Like I had enough shield and defense drone, but I didn't have enough attack to actually get through their shield, you know. So yeah. So, oh, it, so you, I just so got to the point where um, you were just jumping about without actually doing everything. Well, I had to because well, I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't get any more money because I couldn't win the fight, so I would jump or whatever. But but sometimes I think, well, if I wait long enough, eventually chance will mean I'll get through their shield. But what would happen is I'd get through, you know, I'd, I'd bomb their shield or whatever. And then I get a few shots off, and then they'd manage to repair it, and then I was stuffed again. And then occasionally, one of their, you know, occasionally my defense drone would get blown up, and then yeah. I'd take a hit, and it was like, well, this is just pointless. I could just wait. If I just wait 15 minutes here, I'll just get blown up. <laughs> so it just got to a total stalemate where I just couldn't go any further, basically. Yeah, there are games like that. Yeah, there's, there's like it's a very precise point in like somewhere in the mid game where it's yeah. like. You, you, there's a certain point where if you start spending too much money repairing, then you don't have enough money for upgrades, and then yep. it, because you haven't upgraded, you can't do anything from then on. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. And that's why you just like jump to the boss and try and make the best of it. Yeah, yeah, I just got totally. I thought I, I, that was the best I'd done on normal mode as well, and I just got into a corner where there was just I didn't think I was making bad decisions or anything or screwing up, but it just I just got stuck. So I don't know really how to do that. <laughs> I, don't I mean, that's really it. just like the more you learn where you you just start to, once you learn enough, you have, in that kind of situation, you're just looking for whatever tactic you can make out of what you've got. Yeah. And like, but not, because that's the thing where it's just like the teleporter runs or whatever, if you're yeah. going main, main teleporter. In some ways, going main teleporter is incredibly powerful because you're not—you don't have to worry about their shields, and you, yeah, <laughs> and you don't have to worry about your guns. But then, you know, there'll be a point in a in a teleporter run where you come across one of those AI drones, and then you're, oh, yeah. you can't do shit, shit about that. You can't teleport those. <laughs> so you, it's like you once you learn enough about the game to have multiple different techniques that you can theoretically like shift your tactics into. That's how. That's the only way you can get out of those situations, and even then, not always. <laughs> There's still the element of luck. I mean, nowadays the stores are much more forgiving, so they're more frequent. Whether well, they have multiple pages, I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know how anyone managed to get through the really normal mode in the early days. Then I mean, it should. It's just slightly too hard, I think, that normal mode, and the easy mode might be a bit too easy. I don't know. Yeah. The classic problem. I found myself yeah. like away from home at one point this week with my iPad and some time to kill. And it's like, I found myself like looking, looking at the games list on the iPad go, that of what things I had on it going, I don't want to play any of this shit. <laughs> like, the easiest option I had was perhaps to go into Bejeweled. <laughs> Actually. And I contemplated Carcassonne, which is a slippery slope for me. Right. But <laughs> ended up playing Flight Control Rocket, which is an okay little game, but I won't really talk about it. It's like, yeah, it's Flight Control mm. in space. Um, but I was like, I did. The thought did cross my mind. It's like maybe, maybe I should pick up the iPad version of FTL. 
that would be interesting to see how that plays, you know, in the really stressful times with the with the touch controls. I guess you can just pause at any time, right, and do pretty much anything in pause. Yeah, presumably there's just a pause button in the corner, yeah. like, like there always is on iOS games. Although sometimes it's quite cool to be able to, like, precisely time a secondary weapon shot to just after your primary has hit the shields or whatever and wipe them out. Yeah. But not Yeah, presumably, because they'd just, they'd just be, like, you know, the big buttons where you would normally click or use a keyboard to it, you just tap, yeah. wouldn't you? It's yeah, I guess. Still kind of more difficult to do with touch screen, I imagine. Depends how, like, the selection works. Like, presumably, you have to pick someone's icon to select them and then you tap where you want them to go instead of doing the, like, other selection mechanics. But yeah, you might still be able to drag select if you're lucky. So anyway, I don't really know what to do about that. I probably have some much more fun time on easy mode, but then, I don't know. Well, I mean, you got to the boss on easy mode, and I mean, that should be a... Well, I beat the, the boss on easy mode uh, in the Kestrel one time, but I, I mean, the important, the important thing is getting to the boss and then learning what the fuck the boss actually does, so that you... Well, I mean, so, yeah. Because, I, I mean, getting through the game, I mean, you I still have to okay. be, like, setting yourself up for the boss the whole time, basically. Yeah, yeah I hadn't realised that. I mean, you guys were kind of teaching me that. I mean, I tried with the um, this NG ship run on easy mode i tried the teleporter tactic but of course i hadn't used the teleporter before so i was dumb enough to blow up the ship with like my two guys in still on it no. um so I yeah lost. that's a bad that's always bad or like when the worst is when you're using the teleporter technique and the enemy jumps out <laughs> right because <laughs> it's like fuck my guys All right you just lose your guys oh i hadn't realized that yeah oh, God. that's pretty funny actually <laughs> Because I was trying your tactic of like kill the guy in the little weapon station on the big on the on the enemy yeah. boss, and that worked quite well for the first for the first run. And then I totally screwed. I made it was quite late, and I and I j- tried to jump around to a repair station, but I hadn't realised there were too many jumps compared to how long until the guy uh, would blow up the, the base. So then I just had to jump back in and die, <laughs> basically, pretty much. Yeah, I mean. The whole last boss is all about countering its super weapons. I mean, obviously the normal weapons you need the you need to have your anti weapon tactic for like either teleporters or bombs or you know kill those little dudes in the room so you can disable the weapons certainly. But then it's mm. all about the super weapons, yeah, the drone swarm and the and the pulse lasers. Uh, fucking drone swarm. <laughs> I don't know how. What do you do against like either of those? The drone. Well, the drone swarm is sort of a dual. You have to do two things because the first thing is obviously you want the defense drone to take out their boarding drone because mm. the boarding drone is a giant pain in the ass if that gets yeah. up your ship. Yeah. And then for the drone swarm, it's just a matter of like you ha- you have to you pretty much have to have taken out their weapons by that point so that the drones can't get through your shields and have enough evasion so that the drones miss a lot. Mm. Not really all that much you can do, but. It's still something that you... Yeah, need. evasion seems the most useful thing there. Yeah, you still need to be able to think about it. So is it possible to take out their weapons before the drone swarm hits or whatever? Well, you uh, can at least get rid of the missiles, which is always the critical one. Yeah. Because right. then your defense drone isn't worrying about that. It's only worrying about the boarding drone. Right. That makes sense. And then obviously you don't need to worry about the beam laser... Uh, yeah, provided your shields yeah, up. Yeah. While your shields are up, and I think the timing on like the drone swarm the first time doesn't coincide with the beam laser, so you can normally get away with it for that long. Hmm. I don't know. 
I had the um, you know, the ion thing in the for the energy ship, and then I managed to get a combat mark too, and that was pretty much killed everything <laughs> um, yeah, up yeah. to the final boss. Um, but as long as you have that the uber ion on the energy ship, then it doesn't even matter how much ex- other damage you have, as long as you have more than one, because you'll always win. Just might take some time. Well, because the iron, you're that rapid firing iron thing that the enemy ship starts with is always guaranteed to take out the enemy shields. That's right. So as long as you're doing at least one to point of normal damage, you'll always win eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it might just take a while. So you have to be able to survive. Yeah, that works out better because I was naturally putting points into shields and defense drones and stuff on yeah. the Kestrel run and it wasn't working out so well because I didn't have enough offense. But with the enemy ship, it doesn't matter because you only need to be like you say, you only need to be hitting them with a single point because the yeah. shields are down, right? Yeah. That works. So yeah, then you just have to watch you don't run out of drone parts because you're using a defense drone and a combat drone every yeah. fight. So then all you need is that drone recovery arm and you're set. Yeah. yeah, I didn't find one of those. That would have been good. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know whether I'll... I don't know what to do next, whether to... Because I've unlocked another ship, so I might I might just keep unlocking ships and keep playing the easy mode if I'm going to play FTL again. Because it's just mm. I don't know. Or do you think I should have a go doing a normal run with the energy ship or something? Yeah, normal run with energy is probably good. And then if you depending on, I don't actually know what the unlock order is nowadays because I did it the old way. Mm. So like depending on what ships you get, you might well, find like, one of those might be quite easy as well. well. I got the stealth ship in a quest run just now. <sighs> Find the sail ship. Yeah. Sail ship is literally the impossible one. Oh right, is it? Okay, fair. Well, it, it based the sail ship's setup is it doesn't have any shields, <laughs> so right. the only thing you can do is cloak, and right. you only have the level one cloak, so that only lasts five seconds. Oh shit! So it's literally impossible, and it has shit guns as well. So it's pretty much literally impossible to do anything with that. Right, fair enough. <laughs> It's incredibly difficult. Well, it has no shield. You can't even put shields on it. Well, you can install the shield system, but because you're buying the shield system, it costs like 150 scrap to even start putting shields on it. So is your favourite the, like, Mantis, because you like the boarding? So is there a Mantis ship that has a teleporter? Well, the Mantis ship is, like, specifically designed for boarding, which makes the boarding runs much easier. Because it does, I mean, well, you start with Mantis for a start, so (laughs) that's your boarding party. Yeah. (laughs) They'll just murder the shit out of everything. (laughs) Yeah. And then if you unlock, the, the funniest one is if you unlock the B version of the Mantis ship, it, this, I think this is the only ship where this is the case, but on the B version of the Mantis ship, it has a four-slot teleporter room. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So you just send four people over there and it's Decimate practically unstoppable. So do, what's your tactic with borders? Do you do the, do you try and suffocate them as best you can before you fight them? Or No, I mean... You don't bother. The, the tactic, the only tactic with with the boarding party is to do it with you basically if you don't have mantis then it's just a matter of you just have oh to... no he means defensively oh what you mean what really? when you're suffocating them then you're playing de- yeah when you're defending oh well, yeah place. enemy borders yeah i mean yeah you just vent them as much as possible and then fight them in the mid bank right <laughs> the I, was, I was pleased with the engine ship because because the med bay is right next to the cockpit so you don't get that irritating situation where two of the borders go straight to the cockpit yeah, yeah. and also means you can just vent the entire rest of the ship and put everyone in the, in mid, the med bay, bay. yeah med bay plus cockpit really. yeah and there's a lot of doors on the engine ship too it has two sets of double airlocks so mm. it vents super quick around the edges yeah, the only, the only the only slight problem with the energy ship regarding the boarding and venting is that 
the oxygen room only has one door that vents, so that vents quite slowly, so that can be dangerous if someone's in there trying to kill it. Mm. And the drone the drone control system is right on that far corner. On the other the side, right. So it's hard to repair and you need the drones. Yeah, and you need your drones up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the Kestrel has like three sets of double doors, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah, the, the Kestrel is... The, the sort of problem with the Kestrel for that is like the middle section doesn't have anything in it, but it's also big. Yeah. It has like two four square rooms, so it so takes, it takes ages empty. to Yeah, to vent, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was with the Kestrel. I was having quite a lot of success with the um, what's it combat? No, what's it called? The the defensive anti personnel drone. That's the one, right? The dude who went around my ship killing them. Yeah, that that seemed to work because that lasted between the fights as well. Of course, you didn't yeah. need to replace it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because it gets internal drones, you don't have to relaunch every time. Huh. Yeah, so like the repair kind of drone or whatever. Yeah. So I, I I bought one of those for the engine run, but I needed every time I there were borders, I needed my defense drone, and that was like six. I already had six power in the system because I had a four power for the combat drone. Yeah, mm. I don't normally use those anti personal ones. I just manage with venting and punching. <laughs> yeah. Also, because normally those anti personnel drones, it's like it's a lot of money, really, for what yeah, they do. That's true. I don't know. I still haven't got the achievement for the boarding drone, where it's like, use the boarding drone to kill five enemy people in one attack. That's like, you'd have to set it up so precisely, because you'd have to pre-damage them for the boarding drone to even survive long enough to do that. Mm. Well, maybe you could do that if you teleported your guys over and then beat them down and then teleported them back before you killed them. You could them. drop a bomb in the same room as, as one of your guys are in. Yeah, it's like, uh, okay. Friendly fire. That's why there's a heal bomb. No. I've never used. I've never used that. I'm, yeah, have you I ever bombed it, your own ship? Do you do that? Or? I have very occasionally bombed my own ship. It's like not very off, not often that you have a reason to do it. My bombs always miss anyway. <laughs> I wonder if you're bombing your own ship whether you can evade it. <laughs> like if the evasion counts <laughs> for your own weapons. Yeah, <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. yeah, that would really suck. Hmm. So that's FDL. So yeah, FDL. Still, and that's the end it. of this podcast. Yes, indeed. Thanks for joining us. Looks like he might fall asleep at any moment, and we haven't eaten pizza yet. My stomach's making weird noises. It's like I'm trying to keep under control. Well, it's you like guys, a... it's time for you guys to get pizza. <laughs> yep. Good uh, so thanks for joining us for this uh, ridiculously long salad cast. Um, I still think. I, I'm justified in getting pissy when it goes over two and a quarter hours. <laughs> there you go. We talked about so much awesome for the first time. Okay, hour. fair enough. So, uh, look forward yeah, to... Yeah, fuck the rest of this podcast. Fuck <laughs> yeah. the bit about video games. Yeah, fuck the plot. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> plow. See you next time for more yeah. random... More random plow. So. <laughs> That's like saying more random the field. Fuck, is it? Start, I start plowing. Yeah, I, think, I think it's more of the fuck than shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, I suppose you don't say shit, those guys. <laughs> <laughs> a plow of a lot of random coming your way next time. Can you, can you say, like, you shit things up? I suppose you could, like, but you don't shit them up. You, I'm going to shit them up. <laughs> shit the shitting shitters. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> when this baby hits 88 miles an hour, you're going to see some serious plow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, maybe that's the next Back to the Future film. It's like a time-traveling plow. <laughs> plow. No, the plow's on the back of the De- DeLorean and it descends. You know, you get what you get like flaming furrows, flaming furrows. Or maybe you create some kind of like if you travel at eighty-eight miles an hour around the circumference of a um, field, of a field, do you create some sort of time vortex and your crops grow real fast? <laughs> okay. That'd be awesome. It's a time plow. Time plow. Uh, You've ruined this, ain't right? Yeah. Just, Cheers, just guys. Uh, Catch us next time on the Sourcast. Goodbye. Plow off. Zbzz. <laughs>